Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and the dorkery is as thick in today's episode as it's ever going to be. Do you know why? It's because it is time for our annual look at the New York International Toy Fair. Last weekend, all of the big toy manufacturers in the world, or I should say most of, uh, gathered in New York to show off their wares for the upcoming year of toy releases, or, or at least the upcoming few months. And once again, the Needless Things are regulars are going to tell you all about the coolest stuff there. Now, uh, keep in mind, listeners, this is not everything that was on display at Toy Fair. This is just the stuff that me, Josh from the Oncoming Storm podcast, Belligerent Monkey, and our head of research, Ryan, thought was the most noteworthy and interesting to us. So go to toyarc.com or thefoosh.com, or definitely follow our pal Action Figure Attack on Instagram and Facebook for all the best pictures and commentary online. We're just here to talk about and discuss the stuff amongst the four of us today. And uh, we will be providing a special supplemental episode about Super 7's Masters of the Universe releases with the lovely Mr. Bo Brown at some point in the near future. Okay, so since this is a super-packed mega-sode, I want to just say two things, and then we're going to go right into the show. One, of course, you want to go to needlessthingssite.com. Go to the big Amazon square on the top right. Click on it and buy some stuff through Amazon. Help us out. We get a little kickback. Number two... We totally forgot to discuss Mattel's six-inch scale remote control Batmobile during the episode. And I think it's mainly because it's something that, in the end, is not of interest to any of us. This is an item that is, uh, you know, it's, it's scaled the, the 12th scale. It's electronic. It's got lights and sounds and rotating gun turrets. And it's apparently a remote control vehicle all this other stuff and it's got like a a reservoir in the back that you can put essential oils or your favorite vape things in or whatever and it produces smoke Uh, a very complicated piece of machinery which is why it costs 250 dollars now the problem here is for 250 dollars toy enthusiasts don't want it because it has what looks to be the upper half of one of Mattel's standard issue crap Batman figures permanently mounted in the cockpit uh, that that moves and steers as you drive around. And there's, I mean, look, this thing has some neat features. It's got a little camera over the shoulder of that crappy Mattel figure, so you actually see, like, out of the cockpit while it's driving around, I guess you could make a little video or something, or or whatever the case may be, uh, like a drone-type situation. Uh, but Mattel, in all of the years that I have buy, uh, been buying Mattel's products, has never shown me once that they could make $250 worth of worthy toy. And I hate to say it because this thing looks really cool, but I, I just, I'm not, as a toy collector, I'm not paying 250 bucks for this thing. And you're serious 
RC enthusiasts are not going to pay $250 for a toy. So I don't know what the market is for this thing. And I, I said as much. You can go back if you want to uh, to needlessthingssite.com. And this Wednesday's post, this past Wednesday, I, I wrote out all of my thoughts about the coolest stuff at Toy Fair, some of which aren't in the show. Most of it's not in the show because this was recorded before that went up. Uh, but it's it's different batches of different perspectives of information. And this one is obviously more conversational. And now it is time to get right into that conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. You know what time of year it is. It is time for the needless things irregulars to gather around the unreliable communication machine that is Skype and talk about the 2017 New York International Toy Fair, which, uh, to be honest, seemed a little lighter this year, but I think we say that every year. There were a few really big things, but overall, I, it, it didn't. I didn't find my mind being blown with each new page click or whatever, uh, but that's okay because what really matters is who we've got here to talk about it. Uh, joining us tonight, of course, our head of research, Mr. Ryan Schweck. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here tonight. I understand you're fresh off some Marvel Legends disappointment. Oh, yeah. You know, you've missed that 30 minutes when they opened that case, and no Dazzler for me today. Ah, what are you ever going to do without a six-inch figure on roller skates? I know. Now, are th- those are removable, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think so. I, I've I've seen back and forth. But uh, speaking of being dazzled, uh, from the Oncoming Storm podcast, Mr. Josh Wilson is back this year. What's happening, man? Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. Ready to talk some toys? H- have you had any toy disappointments of late? Um, massively, because <laughs> evidently the only place that uh, Hasbro is shipping Transformers to these days is Walgreens. And uh, you can tell they've always been picked over. Oh, is that right? Really? Just about. So we had a big conversation today on text about Walgreens. Walgreens is the place to go now. Oh, yeah. Like, I find more stuff at Walgreens, I think, than anywhere. Well, they certainly do have a plentiful supply of C-3PO's and Namor's. That's true. <laughs> and and finally, uh, also on the call, our pal, our friend, uh, the most creative person on the planet – uh, who, who, <laughs> unlike me, is not prone to hyperbole. Belligerent monkey Jay Hornsby, what's happening? What's going on, guys? Hey, you got a little bit of a cough going on as well. Yeah, the little one uh, uh, not only had uh, the flu, but also strep throat this weekend. Oh gosh! And uh, added uh, to that as uh, a lingering cough for about a week. So, I, 104 I, uh, temperatures, coughing, all that fun stuff. Doctor, many doctor visits. So. Uh, flu-filled uh, weekend for me. Oh, wow. I feel better about my – because I've been suffering through something for the last week, but nothing that serious. Uh, just... She took it like a trooper. She really didn't uh, uh, complain, and basically we spent the entire weekend watching movies and playing video games. So, oh, so you weren't, you weren't ill? Uh, no, she was the, the ill one. I've just had, had the cough. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> then you've got a great excuse to do nothing, but you're pretty much okay. Exactly. Oh, so I, you know, I got to uh, take advantage of the laziness and add an excuse on why I was uh, spending the entire weekend on the couch uh, watching movies and playing video games. And and looking at Toy Fair reveals. Exactly. So let's go ahead and start with those Toy Fair reveals. Uh, and we're going to 
What we're doing this year is we're going to run through the companies and the brands in the order that I want to say the order that they happened, but it's entirely possible that, uh, you know, I got some of my information out of sequence. So this is in the order that I saw these reveals occur. So we're starting with the person that sort of jumped on it and got some stuff up early and we're ending with the person that just kind of let Toy Fair happen and here's our stuff, take it or not. Uh, <laughs> much how I feel like a lot of their lives. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yes, we will get to that. We're going to open with uh, some blockbuster stuff uh, from Mezco, who once again, I feel, uh, blew Toy Fair out of the water. And, and the thing is, though, is it's very focused, because if you're not collecting or a fan of the 112 collective figures, then... You know, this isn't as big a deal to you, but I, I, th- I think pretty much anybody has to marvel at one, how incredible these look, mostly, and we'll talk about that. Uh, and two, the fact that Mezco had these, I mean, they look like finished products ready to go. Uh, but the first one we saw was a sneak peek of just the shoulders and head of a Batman figure, the third one Mezco has produced, and it is called Ascending Night. And it, from just from that first shot, it was pretty clear it was a first appearance Batman. But of course, it's Mezco's take on a first appearance Batman. And we now have a, a look at the full figure, the accessories, the alternate head. What do you guys think of this thing? This is one of the few I wasn't a hundred percent on. It's like I a really, mishmash, a different yeah. styles. I like the Bruce Wayne head a lot. The Batman head though. I mean the ears are just long and it's, the it's costume. Too much. It's odd that, you know, Mezco seems to pride themselves on the general release is supposed to be like kind of a mishmash of the most classic styles all put together. Well so here's get, the thing though. Kind of intimate. The fact that they're calling this Batman Ascending Knight as opposed to just Batman means to me they're starting with this one and we're going to get more comic book Batmans from different eras. I hope so. Um, I was kind of going over trying to decide, you know, when this goes up for pre-order, do I risk that that's going to happen and hope for the best or do I go ahead and pre-order it? Um, they did say with all the figures they shown that there's variants for all of them almost yes. yeah. that are going to be previews are going to be here, going to be there. So I hope we're going to get another Batman. And it's not that I think this Batman looks terrible. It's just not the one that. If I'm going to get a Batman, that's the one I want. I uh, the the head doesn't work for me. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I I dig this look for a twenty twenty five dollar DC collectibles figure, mm-hmm. but not for a seventy to eighty dollar primary Batman figure. Yep, I agree. especially considering I've already got two of their Batmans. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> What about you guys, Jay, Josh? Any thoughts? Uh, I'm no. just glad you guys are buying them and not me, so I can at least look at them. I've got four. They, they look fantastic, but uh, yeah, the price is crazy. Uh, you know, if it was me, I don't know if this would be the Batman I'd want. I'd want more of a classic uh, one, uh, so I'd, I'd probably wait wait it out. But uh, you're, you're saying you're doing the pre-order, or running the chance of not doing the pre-order? Do they do these sell out and or price oh, go yeah. way up? The prices do go up. Um, I, I will say it, well, it depends figure to figure because the first one that I bought, the Cursed Earth Judge Dread, that went down to like 47 bucks on Amazon and that's when I bought it. 
uh, stayed at that price for a long time, but now it's starting to go back up to sixty and seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. Other figures, uh, Flash is at like one twenty. Well, Flash isn't even out yet, so that I, I'm not counting yeah. stuff that hasn't come out yet. Um, but stuff that, uh, like the Captain America, the classic Captain America came out at like one ten and is now up to like one eighty. It, it depends figure to figure what happens with them. And honestly, there are not enough of them actually out yet to have a good gauge. Right. That, that's my big problem is they've been showing these for two years now and I, I, they won't release them. Like I've been waiting on that damn space ghost. It seems like for three years now and it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and I can't get a gauge on what that's going to end up costing me in the long run. I, mean, I, I think the supply isn't out there and the demand is too high for the few they have released. Well, well here's, here's how I feel about is. the, here's how I feel about them pushing everything back. Uh, I mean, these figures are almost entirely perfect action figures. And even though they cost what they cost, each one that I have opened, I've immediately been like, yeah, that's worth it. Like, even if I was unsure when I bought it, once I've got it in my hands, I'm like, okay, that's right. This is totally worth it. So I know someone who works on these. He's a married to a friend of mine, and he does the paint apps on these. And he was telling me that normally kind of how his business runs is they send him the design, I guess the CADs, and they 3D print them at their how their workshop. And he said normal toy lines he works on, you know, sometimes you get one revision. Mezco is sending these back for revisions like three, four, five times, which is like unheard of. And that's fine with me because yeah. with what I'm paying – and with as happy as I've been with the ones I have, I'll wait two extra years if I have to sure. for them to be as good as they are. Well, and I will say in the last two weeks, I've gotten three of them in the mail, which was awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's another one. <laughs> like by the time I got to Punisher, like it was like sitting on the counter for like an hour before I opened it. And I was like, man, I'm getting spoiled by all this Mezco stuff. Well, that and that's with me. When mine come, it's actually usually a couple of days before I even open them because, one, I've got to take the pictures that I take for the reviews, and, two, I want to be sure I've got the time to, like, savor oh, yeah. opening it up and, and messing around with it. And, I mean, these are – they're an experience opening one of these things up. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, I clear, it, this is a different level of toy. I clear the, the dining room table and, like, yeah, set yeah. it all out and look Lights, at Light some candles. Yep. <laughs> Play a little background music. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Yeah, put yeah. a little Al Green. <laughs> Have all a right. cigarette when I'm done. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, one we've got. Just Oh, and for the listeners at home, if you want to follow along with what we're talking about, uh, the best thing you can go uh, do is go to toyark.com. And on their, as of this recording, it's on their front page. I'm sure it'll move down a, a few slots by the time the show goes up. But they have an index of all of their coverage of Toy Fair. Uh, so you can follow along the pictures that we're looking at uh, as we're talking about them. Or you can just uh, hear the descriptive words that we use and, and picture them in your mind. Uh, but Wonder Woman, uh, movie-style Wonder Woman was next up. And this one does not even have a release date yet. It's pending final approval. But the costume and the armor and everything look fantastic. I think the head sculpt is excellent. I'm kind of wondering how, because the, these are super articulated figures, like far more than any Marvel legend that you have. I'm wondering how the hair is going to affect the head mobility. I mean, surely it has to, but at the same time, Mezco has been pretty clever so far. Yeah. 
yeah. but the they're the likeness is very good. The figure looks a little slim, but Gal Gadot is very slim. What do you guys think of this one? I'm a little disappointed that the second female again is from the movies. Right, um, right. I'm only yeah. getting the comic ones. I mean, not to sound creepy, but I'd like to get my hands on the female Mezco body <laughs> to mess with it. Um, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of see, but I mean, the arms look slim, but like you said, I mean, I trust Mezco at this point. Yes. They know what they're doing. I mean, the detail on the armor looks really, really nice. Um, I, I'm not doing the movie ones either, so it won't be something that I get. But I mean, I, I like the aesthetic on it. Yeah, if they if they were doing a comic book, and and I am, uh, I got the movie Affleck Batman. Uh, I've got the Harley Quinn on order. I don't know that I'll go for Wonder Woman because I really would prefer to have because uh, the Batman was a special case just because I collect Batmans. And apparently now I'm collecting Harleys because I want to do a series of reviews where I'm reviewing all of the versions of that movie Harley Quinn that come out to compare like the exact same version of a character because you don't always get to do that from so many different companies. I think it's an interesting thing to do. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'd rather have a comic book Wonder Woman and hopefully they'll get around to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think this one looks solid. I, th- I think it's definitely uh, – uh, it's exciting that they're moving forward beyond just the comic book stuff. And, and speaking of that, uh, they also showed uh, net or I guess I keep saying Netflix Daredevil, but technically it's Marvel Cinematic Universe Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the day that they revealed it is the day that my comic book Daredevil came in the mail. And normally with MCU stuff like for Marvel I collect the movie stuff more than I collect the comic book stuff at this point but after opening that comic Daredevil I I love it and I I don't know that I'll get the MCU Daredevil as good as it looks yeah it looks great I I like how they've done uh, Mezco's fabric process is amazing for the way that they print onto the fabric they have that rubber like material yeah. where they can create paneling and seams and then they've got actual armor pieces on here uh but this one is not uh, you know the the comic daredevil they basically designed based off of daredevil's costume obviously but came up with that design from scratch whereas this they're having to reflect what we know was on the screen so it's interesting to see with these movie ones that not only they, can they create these excellent uh, amalgam designs, uh, not to be confused with that comic book experiment, uh, <laughs> but that they they can also capture real world designs. And this this Daredevil, I mean, it looks fantastic. And and, and it's nice to finally get a good look at his costume since in the show you, it's always, yeah, it's so dark <laughs> you can't ever see it. And I kind of, I mean, I like I said, I stay away from the movie stuff. But if they put out a Luke Cage or a Jessica Jones, those are going to be real hard for me to not buy. Yeah, imagine Luke Cage with like two hoodies, like one of them normal, one of them with the bullet holes in it. Mm-hmm. And and maybe maybe an alternate with him in the comic inspired <laughs> costume. <laughs> uh but yeah, I like this one. I'm just surprised that they don't have uh Matt Murdock uh maskless uh, head sculpt. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, there are a couple of instances where I've been a little surprised, but these are early stages, and like the Flash, because we, actually we can update that Flash real quick, because he's been pushed back to winter of 2017 now. But I, my guess is that they're trying to get that bodysuit to look as good as it can, because that's got to be challenging, because he's he's head to toe just yeah. a 
plain suit and it has to look good whether he's just standing there or moving. Oh my god. Yeah. I looked the other day and it was still March. Damn it. <laughs> I thought I was getting another one in like two weeks. Well, but the good thing about this flash is I, I think when they first showed it, it only had that uh, head yes. sculpt with the open eyes and that now alternate got, head. Yes. That, well, and they've shown other pictures of that alternate head before with the white eyes and it had a different face. Like it was much more stern and now it's kind of smiling. Yes. Like I didn't love that alternate head before, but now I really like it. Yeah, I like the smile. It makes yeah. it look like Wally from the Justice League uh, yeah. cartoon. And, yeah. and that's the thing is, is like I said, I'm willing to wait for these because yeah. the longer they take, the more little things like that Mezco is going in and fixing and making changes to, to, to you know, make these products worth the, the big price tag that they're asking for. Yeah, I, I really hope they continue to refine that costume. I mean, it does look kind of baggy on him still. Yeah. I mean, obviously, these are still prototypes, but it's still a pretty baggy look on him. Yeah, and but that's looks- happened with Punisher, too. If you have Punisher, his outfit is kind of baggy, and it's okay on Punisher. Right. But it's definitely noticeably kind of plain, and I thought that about the Flash. I was like, the Flash can't look like this. And it happened with Captain America's pants, too. Yeah, Captain America's pants are, are a little plain. I think they should have put some cargo pockets on there or something. But uh, but he still is the best Captain America I own oh, by yeah. far. Um, moving on, to speaking of a figure that needs a little bit of work, Wolverine. <laughs> okay. I love his bike shorts. I appreciate the size. Let's got that down. You know, the size and the like proportions the are excellent. It looks like he's wearing shorts over sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> and here's my solution. I think that see that black trim on the sides. I think they just need to extend that black trim all the way down the side of his leg. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that would be fine. Well, what I'm happy, we do know one of the variants. Um, they are going to do a blue and gold version okay. for him. I imagine it'll probably be previews exclusive. Um, I probably will get that one. But I'm curious to see when they do that if it's going to be a full costume switch and it's going to be the blue with the kind of stripes on the side and the more underwear look. I hope so. I think that uh, they'll they'll do a little more than just a repaint because that's what they've been doing with the other stuff. Uh, my other issue with this one is I don't feel the, like the laces work on those boots. I think they should have gone with straps and buckles or something mm-hmm. if they had to show some closures or, or just put a zipper up the front. I mean, really, we don't, those laces do not work with those. What are, I mean, Wolverine's boots look stupid enough as it is. Let's, let's not make it worse, people. But otherwise, I love these head sculpts. I, I, I would like an unmasked head. Uh, people have complained about the shoulder pads. I like them just fine because they make more sense than the weird painted on things. You know, you, you can't, you can't do in real life what they do in the comics. Well, and I was kind of iffy on the shoulder pads with Daredevil too until I, because the pictures on it look a little odd, but when you have them in hand, the shoulder pads look a lot different. Yeah, they work. And they make sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everything else about this guy, I, I, I really do dig. It's just the shorts and the, the boots need some work. Otherwise, this is a must have. I love that he comes with the Muramasa blade and then it's that metallic red, like it's just gleaming in that picture. Yeah. Let's see here. Strange was next. Oh god, Strange. Okay, he's you guys, favorite. you guys take point on Strange because I don't oh, care my. about him. Love the it. detail on that costume is just phenomenal. And in like his costume is perfect for yep. this material. It is yep. just it looks so good. 
And he appears that he's on a skinnier body than we've seen before. Yes. At yes. least the pictures look that way. And oh, so he's, he for sure is. Uh, like they, This is the slimmest one that they've done, and I can see like maybe a Reed Richards in the future on the same buck. Yeah, I love Strange. Um, oh, yeah. I'm hoping that cape is somewhat posable. It ha- it's supposed to have a wire armature mm-hmm. around the – the sides and i'm sure it will be done more artfully than mattel's batman 66 figures yeah, i was just gonna say uh, that had a fucking yeah, had twist tie with that in the past <laughs> no this one will be a very fun because i've got uh i've got some sideshow star wars figures that use the same kind of thing where like for the jedi hoods there's a very very slender but sturdy wire in the hoods so you can actually pose them around the figure's face and I, i'm you know if if Anybody can do it. Mezco can do it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was disappointed, I was hoping he'd have a book of Ashanti, but maybe yeah. he'll come with that too. But yeah, I love Strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I, I will say uh, the the detailing on his costume is fantastic. Like just the all the stuff around the trim of his cape, the pant legs. Like because I, I you I didn't I was looking at all this on my phone initially. I really didn't get to look at a lot of this online until last night and today. So I didn't even see. All of that filigree and detail and whatever on his pants, uh, just just really he he is very impressive. But he's not one of my guys, so I'm not spending seventy bucks yeah. on him. He's one of mine, and he is my favorite one that they've shown out of all the new releases here on the one twelve. I just I think he looks phenomenal. Yeah, he I mean he definitely looks great. If I was a Doctor Strange guy, I, I'd pre-order him as soon as I could. Uh, next up is Iron Man, which I, I think me and Ryan get a little bit of a chuckle about at first because we're like, they're going to have to do something pretty special to get me to pay 70 bucks for another plastic Iron Man figure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was, I was hoping for die cast because I think that would be very cool and would work for the line. Uh, and, and certainly would justify a higher price, but apparently what they went up, went with, and I, I haven't seen this mentioned, but Ryan, you found it somewhere that it's going to light up. Yep, his arc uh, reactor lights up. Um, I don't think the prototype they had there was working. I haven't seen anybody actually light it up yet. Um, but yeah, he lights up. I think he looks good. I'm curious what the price tag is going to yeah. be. Like, if not having cloth goods sets off the price for having electronics, so he stays at eighty, right? Or if he goes more. And he's also one they've said there's going to be a couple variants of him, I guess, in different armors, which is kind of surprising because it's a little easier, I think, for mm. the other variants that are just cloth. Right, they change right. the costume. This will be a whole new sculpt. Well, well what this- I was kind of hoping for is if they do an Arno Stark uh, variant, uh, that one I'd be interested in. That wouldn't be too hard to retool, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be very cool. Well, I'm just, I'm super impressed with how this is – classic iron man it's not one of the modern armors yeah uh i mean this looks like a a, you know the uh, a 70s style iron man but they have added in their level of detail and everything else to where it looks modern but we know oh this is this is the like secret wars era iron man and really i need a tony head I'm not sure how yeah, they'll that have needs, a Tony head with it. They they really need to, or or at least at the very least, they need to have an alternate head with the visor flipped up, mm-hmm. something. But uh, yeah, I mean, this looks fantastic, and I'll, you know, yeah, I've already got like 40 Iron Mans from Hasbro, but you know, when the final product goes up, I'm going to be tempted by this thing. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it looks pretty amazing. 
Let's see here. Popeye is next. Is Popeye no. next? What's well, Popeye? Well, He's first, so creepy. Let's, <laughs> he scares me. Let's check in with uh, the Ghostbusters first, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually got final versions of the Ghostbusters. God, they look good. Uh, Slimer is fantastic. Like, this is a tra- he's translucent. He doesn't have the Brutus the Barber beefcake arms that the Diamond Select Slimer had. Have you guys seen that thing? Yeah. What the fuck is up with those arms? <laughs> he's working out a little bit. <laughs> like, where did they even get that design from? I've never seen a Slimer that looked like that. Um, so Slimer looks great. All the, all the, uh, likenesses are, I don't know that they're perfect yet. But they're a step above, well, several steps above what we saw the first time, especially Winston. Winston looks freaking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and these aren't coming out till 2018, which one is fine with me because my gosh, if I don't know that I'm going to get them, but I'm probably going to get them because I want Ghostbusters toys so badly that I've bought pretty much everything everybody's put out and have gotten rid of them because they're just none of them are good enough. And I, I'll tell you, I mean, as we've been talking about this whole time, if if Mezco does it as a one twelve figure, it's going to far surpass good enough. Have you guys, uh, Jay? I know you have the Mattel Ghostbusters. Yeah, but I just uh, got a few extra ones. Uh, Ryan picked up uh, two sets. The the new version and the old version were all on sale for two dollars a piece at, right. uh, <laughs> right. at Walmart. So. For that price, uh, I got the uh, the newer uh, female versions for my daughter, who loves that movie, and uh, got a uh, upgraded a little bit on the Mattel versions because there's a couple of the figures, Winston especially. Uh, the likeness got much better uh, this this past go round. Oh, interesting. And and I'll, I'll I'll say right now, I thoroughly enjoyed the new Ghostbusters movie, and and I I wish it had done better because I would like to see more of that world. But anyway, uh, the Ghostbusters we grew up with. These, you know, Mezco is making progress on these figures. They look fantastic. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see the final version and, and just what exactly they do with them. Uh, which brings us, as, uh, Ryan said, to the nightmarish monstrosity that is a real world Popeye. <laughs> I mean, it's horrifying, but I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what he'd look like. That's, that's Popeye. Well, here's the thing though. Yes, that's what he's look like. What what he would look like. However, where is my Robin Williams Popeye? <laughs> Maybe they'll sell him in preview. I want a Popeye cinematic universe Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, when I first saw this, I, I was I, I really was just like, oh my gosh, that's that's scary. But as I have looked at it, as I've been writing my my recap, which you can find on needlessthingsite.com, I went up this past Wednesday. Uh, and just in preparing for this show, now I'm kind of mesmerized by it. <laughs> like the jeans, I, the jeans are amazing. The, like, well, everything is amazing. I mean, look at the, that face and the, the hat. And yeah, the face is the sculpt on the face is fantastic. It is, and and when you look at the accessories, it's coming with an alternate head. It's got a compass and all this other crazy stuff with it. Because if you look at the actual product sheet, uh, as opposed to just what we're looking at right now. Because uh, Mezco, if you go to Mezco's blog, they put up product sheets for all of these or, or their Facebook page. 
and it shows all the accessories and alternate heads and whatever. I mean, I think I kind of have to have this. Have they announced, is this a one-off, or are they going to do more more uh, in the Popeye line or more realistic cartoon characters, or is this just a one-off? They haven't said. I mean, what amazes me when they showed it is, can you imagine that meeting, though? Like, Mezco has all these licenses. Guys, guys, we can make anything we want. Let's do Popeye. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Bring yeah. him into the 21st century. Well, it's one of those things where somebody on the team must – love Popeye and that's why this happened. Same thing with Diabolic. I mean, I, I, I see Popeye as a more viable figure than Diabolic. Oh, but the pictures they showed of Diabolic, like, oh, he's badass. Yeah, like I kept looking at it and I was like, God, I kind of want that. Like, well, I mean, out of, out of I, everything that Mezco has shown since last year's Toy Fair, uh, or actually I think they, I think they debuted Diabolic at Comic-Con, but like, he, that's the one I'm most excited about over any of these because I fucking love that movie. And, uh, I, yeah, but Popeye, yes, I think is more saleable <laughs> than Diabolic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- it's just creepy. Awesome. They did a great job with it. Uh, Josh and Jay, any, any extra thoughts on this one? I mean, he looks like he's wearing the forearm skin to the other sailors he's killed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a skin sweatshirt that he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, that spinach in that can, buddy. <laughs> uh, and then our final two are a couple of zombies from Dawn of the Dead, which, I'll be honest, I find even stranger than Popeye because, you know, there are big Popeye fans out there that are probably buying any Popeye stuff that comes out. But these Dawn of the Dead zombies, I mean, other other companies have done far cheaper figures of these I find it really weird that they would think anybody's paying 70 bucks for, you know, no matter how significant these zombies are, like, they are just zombies from Dawn of the Dead. Well, I was reading something the other day about Dawn of the Dead. I don't even know why. And correct me if this is completely wrong. Maybe the article was. But apparently Dawn of the Dead doesn't have licensing restrictions. Something got messed up somewhere, and that's why there's all these weirdo sequels to it that random well, companies make. Night, Night of the Living Dead oh, Night of the Living is Dead. the one that's basically yeah. public domain. Anybody can do anything they want from it, which makes okay. it a little weird that people aren't making toys and stuff. No, Dawn of the Dead is is licensed and like does have all the regular legal mumbo-jumbo. Okay, I couldn't remember which one it was. But it is weird... I don't know. I just I just found these to be odd. You well, know, maybe they just wanted to make zombies, and so they went with the one license that is recognizable. And I, I guess so. These just baffled me a little bit. And then our final release, which on the one hand is the biggest and and should be my favorite, but on the other hand, and uh, you guys can tell me if you agree with this or not. I don't know what it is about young Bruce Campbell's face that makes it so difficult to recreate in plastic because I've got Naka's old Ash figure and it is perfect. It's like there's a little tiny old Bruce Campbell on my desk. I, I It has not left my desk yet because it's so good and I just keep messing around with it. But I don't have a single figure from Evil Dead 2 or Evil Dead that actually looks like Bruce Campbell. What do you guys think of this likeness? Yeah, it's slightly off. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. It, it's slightly off. 
Like, I feel like this is, if you remember the days before action figure companies really bothered with securing likeness rights, and they would just kind of make like, like if you remember the original Jurassic Park toy line where the, the Ian Malcolm figure came out and it just had black hair and glasses or sunglasses. And it like, it didn't look anything like Jeff Goldblum it was just there. I feel like this is like a high end version of that. Like it's yeah. Ash, but it's not Bruce Campbell. You know what I think it is? I think we have such an almost like, characterized version of Bruce Campbell in our heads that like when you get like a young realistic version of it like to me like this this head sculpt his chin looks very soft to me because in my mind Bruce has that such strong chin and it doesn't fit in this uh, likeness to me but I I think you might have a good point there and that actually occurred to me last night when I was writing about this Uh, like at this point in our lives you know we've grown up with Bruce Campbell over the past you know, 30 years or whatever. So I think we've got, you know, we grew up with young Bruce Campbell and now we know what he looks like now. So in our heads, there's this image of him like in between that probably isn't accurate to compare against any toys that come out. So I, I, I probably need to sit down and watch evil dead two again and kind of get that mm-hmm. burned back into my brain. But I still I- think this is a little off. The lightness on the damage, the bloody face, isn't as bad as the angry face. The angry but, face, I don't know if it's maybe Benedict Cumberbatch he looks like, or I don't know what that is. <laughs> but uh, I can see it in the bloody face. Well, and you know what? That's part of the problem is a lot of the time they release uh, these figures with serious faces. And of all of the things that you picture when you think of Bruce Campbell, a serious face is not among them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's a very good point. All right. Well, that's uh, any any final thoughts about Mezco's blitz of of surprising and and here's the thing is these all essentially look like finished figures and they'll they'll see tweaks and whatever in the coming months. But it was just my my surprise that this came from the fact that we have these fully clothed completed figures. And uh, as we'll see as we go on, not everybody had figures that even looked like they were ready to show, yeah. let alone that looked like completed products. Any, any thoughts about Mezco, you guys? <sighs> I hate they're picking up the release schedule and doing so many new ones. It's ruining my plan to only get these as gifts. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Let's move on then to uh, Funko, which we, we don't have quite as much because – they they have mostly gone back to their production of cute, adorable things that aren't quite toys, but that moms probably buy a lot of. Uh, the big surprise from them was they no longer have the reaction brand and they're no longer producing things in that style, but they do have their own style of four-inch action figures, uh, which they initially released, uh, the Game of Thrones figures. I guess they replaced their very nice looking, but very fragile Game of Thrones legacy figures, which, uh, Jay, I think you and I both have all of those. I do, and they're sitting in a bag somewhere. I have, I've right. opened them all like two Christmases ago and have done nothing with them since. Well, they I mean, look, they look great. 
if they continued making them, I would keep buying them, but they're, they're done. They're dead. They killed the line. And now I can't even sell them because there's no way in the world you would be able to ship these things without them breaking into like 10 pieces. Yeah. So I, I am stuck with this very limited selection of Game of Thrones figures. But anyway, Funko relaunched Game of Thrones as these four inch, uh, more articulated than five points action figures that, you know, they look pretty good. They're, um, they're more, more articulated than reaction, not necessarily more detailed. They're just a different kind of four inch figure, but still simpler than what, uh, Hasbro does. But now they have debuted their Batman 66 line of four inch figures. And for the style, I think they look great. Did you guys see these? What'd you think of them? I did too. I'm looking at them now. I, I think they look, um, pretty neat um you know i was really excited about the mattel batman 66 oh so many years ago <laughs> and we got what we got um but you know this is definitely a different take on it and a cool thing too is that they're showing a lot of other villains uh not just you know the main ones so that, yeah. i think that's pretty cool yeah that's they're starting they're starting with king tut bookworm and uh the the mad eyebrow mr freeze Will, will you got here's my issue with this scale and this line from Funko is they're retailing these things for 15 bucks each. So yeah. <laughs> that, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that is crazy pants for a 4-inch action figure. Uh if they were 10 a piece, I, I honestly think I'd probably get on board because I like the sculpts that much. I like the aesthetic, it works for me. Uh, what about you guys? If they were if they were at the ten dollar price point, would you be tempted? I'd be tempted, but I probably still wouldn't get them. I'd yeah. tend to not go out of my scale. I mean, that Batmobile yep. looks great, and I'd be tempted to maybe just get the Batmobile and Batman and Robin, but not for the price these are at. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think the only reasons I like the reaction ones is because of the uh, the packaging, because it wasn't just the toy; it was kind of the classic packaging that you know it kind of came with it. Yeah. But especially at fifteen bucks, uh, I mean, I I feel old because I remember threatening to quit Marvel Legends because they had finally gotten up to like thirteen dollars <laughs> right, a figure, right, right, for six inches plus a build a figure <laughs> and a comic. Um, so for for this, I mean, I I just uh, I I just can't do it. As much as as cool as they are, I, I just can't start a new line, a new scale. They're neat, but uh, uh, and I hope that they do well. But I I just can't start a new line. Yep, in total agreement with everybody else. Same thing. And then uh, just real quick, I want to mention uh, also that <laughs> in one of the weirdest action figure moves ever, although maybe not considering what we've gotten uh, over the last five or so years, Funko is releasing Twin Peaks action figures. <laughs> Think of all the fun your kids can have. Who killed Laura Palmer? I don't know. Well, among them is the dead Laura Palmer action figure. Uh, so All wrapped up in plastic, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it's awesome. Anything that can be made as a toy that there's a demand for, you know, should be done for the most part. I'm not buying these because there's just nowhere in my collection to put them. But, you know, they're neat. They look good. And, uh, well, what, and with an... the new season about to start. Sure, I mean, it makes sense. Got it right when it's at its height again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It totally makes sense. Uh, and then Funko is also releasing Son of Zorn figures. I 
didn't even have any interest in watching that show. I thought it looked fucking awful. Have you guys watched it? Uh, I, I've been watching it. It's not as good as I want it to be. Um, but it's, it has its moments. So I, I like the figure. I think it's kind of funny. Kind of the, you know, the, the He-Man looking figure. It's sure, nice. sure. Um, I don't know. What about you guys? Have you guys been watching it? Never seen it. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's one of those like I'll put on while I'm doing something else. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's alright, but it, I, I want it to be better than it is. It's I understand. A, it's a neat idea, but, uh, like I said, it's, it's not high on the DVR, but if I'm looking for something, that, uh, to play in the background while I'm doing something else, it's, it's up there. The they only- should put that on the DVD cover. <laughs> <laughs> the only Rousing thing, praise. the the only thing that got me even close to watching it was the fact that Cheryl Hines is in it because I think she's awesome. But I just the ads just not not my thing. Yeah, not made for me. All right, let's move on to a company that has in the past been one of the big movers and shakers of uh, Toy Fair. And who, who had some cool stuff this year, but for me, do you feel like DC collectibles had quite the same impact this year? How do you guys feel? I didn't think so. I'm still waiting for all the toys I said last year I was going to buy. Yeah. That it was going to come change, turn me around and actually buy some DC toys this year. Well, I mean, it- and, and that's the thing is DC collectibles have run into a lot of problems. Uh, their animated line, had you know they had the quality issues that we're very familiar with the first few releases and that has seemed to sort of send a shockwave throughout the rest of the line to where nothing has come out on time i don't know if you guys have no, have have been paying attention in previews but almost every wave has been solicited and then a few months later resolicited which what what that is is when DC Collectibles has said, okay, we're going to have Two-Face, Mr. Freeze, and Killer Croc in this wave. Uh, they'll ship in April of 2017, and they're being offered in June of 2016. But then they run into production problem or something happens where they say, we're not going to make that April date, so we got to push it back to July. And what happens then is all of those previous orders get canceled. So if you picked up your June 2016 previews and ordered those three figures, that order is canceled. And you have to follow previews to know that you've got to reorder them in September for the July release. And this has happened with almost every wave of these figures. They've all been pushed back at least a month or two, in most cases three months or more. Uh, which is why this year at Toy Fair... The only thing that they had to show really was this Joker head pack that for some reason includes a figure, even though we all already own that Joker, if not the new adventures Joker as well. It's the same thing they did with Batman. With I know the and it's very really in the faces again. I, 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 this, this annoys the shit out of me when an accessory pack turns into a figure pack. Uh, and, and DC collectibles has been doing a lot of this because they did the thing, uh, with the, Batmobile, and then they released the deluxe Batmobile that included figures that could actually sit in it and a bat signal. Uh, they did the pack with Supergirl and uh, not Killer Frost. What's her name? Livewire. Live wire. That also included three figures we already have. 
I, I, this kind of stuff is what kills a line. And it, it's surprising to me that with as much experience as DC Collectibles has in the industry, they don't understand this. Yeah. Well, and then they're doing, you know, that five the box set, the Arkham box set. Well, now that which, one though, granted, I'm okay has with. all the figures I want, but they also cost more because apparently this box lights up and stuff, which added. Uh, yeah, to that, it's like come on, guys. That was well. The thing is, though, you know, you're going to be able to get it for cheaper than that price. I hope so. Uh, but yeah, that that making them more expensive because of the packaging was a stupid idea. Uh, but the thing is, at least that's a box set where every one of those figures is something that has not been done before. Yeah. Well, um, and then they also, I guess the other release they showed was the Batcave. The Batcave. The Batcomputer without <laughs> Right, right. Which looks great. And, you know, I'd rather just have the Alfred figure, especially because it looks like it's going to retail for 175 or something crazy like that. Well, I think we the- trade some text on it too. It's like the problem with that is your figures can't stand on that. Uh, the bat yeah. gave unless you put the the really bulky plastic stands behind them so it kind of ruins the the thing it's not like a display case where you can fill in all the figures uh, you're still going to have to have those bulky plastic stands just to keep them upright so it's well, going to look a little yeah. weird and, and in addition to that uh the chair that it comes with yes you'd think okay well at least batman can sit down except that you probably have one of the rubber cape batmans that will not sit in that chair. Although I thought about it, and I can kind of justify it to myself, because a lot of times when we saw Batman sitting in that chair, he did not have his cape on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's we'll still... They're, they're, I get the feeling this line isn't going to last much longer. Which is a shame, because they're just starting to get into... You know, they, they uh, solicited the Lois Lane and Superman 2-pack, which is the first one that's officially outside of Batman the Animated Series. But uh yeah, well uh, Josh, how are you doing with these? Are you still were you were you collecting these? Uh, I was going to and then I heard all of the production problems and I kind of shot away and just found other things to catch my interest. Yeah. Um the, the Superman would be the one that would break that uh, on me. I, I would certainly have to get that. Um I think it's looking good, so that'll probably be my first one into the animated line. Because uh, again, I just never got around to it after hearing all the problems people were having with the early releases. So I yeah. just never came back around. Yeah, and I, you know, to their credit, we're you know we're, we're being a little hard on DC collectibles right now. I think with good reason. But to their credit, I was an early adopter in this line. Uh, I had a Catwoman and a Batman that both had a number of quality control problems, and they sent me replacements free of charge. Yeah. So. You know, initially, I don't know that they're still doing it, but initially they did take care of business. Uh, so, you know, good for them for that. But I'm just surprised to see what I perceive as mistakes coming from what should be veterans of the, the business. Yeah. I mean, the only real thing is, uh, I mean, stepping away from animated for a moment, like there wasn't any new DC icons, which is something that I have been well, there were two. following. There were two. Well, well, I mean, there is uh, like one of my top three three things at Toy Fair is one of these, and that's that Superman Doomsday set. Which oh, I'm uh, sorry, you're right. There were there were actually three mm-hmm. icons shown because there was the Superman Doomsday set, uh, Nightwing, and Supergirl. But yeah, yeah. talk about the Doomsday set because as a Superman um, guy, I'm curious to hear what you think of this. 
Um, I think it looks phenomenal. Um, I mean, of course, that also is uh, that that Death of Superman storyline hit me right at the right time as a prepubescent uh, teen. Uh, loved everything about it, and I love the way the figures look. I mean, it's probably a little bit pricey for what you're going to get, but I, I love the um, sound effects standees that come with it. The uh, all the blood that you can see, which is not something you usually would get from DC, um, and the, the fact that they give me a dead Superman. Face. So if I want to lay him down on the ground and reenact that scene, I can do that. Um, I, I, I really, really am excited for this whole set. What about you, uh, Ryan and Jay? I know you've had uh, history with with certain Doomsday figures and the problems related to them. What do you guys think of this one? I went through all that Doomsday drama with Mattel. I'm, I'm happy with what I got. I, you know, I like the Icons figures. I wish I'd picked up more when Hastings closed. Um, but I mean, it's a good looking set. I, I like they did a uh, Superman's chest hair all nice and squiggly on yeah. it. On style. Um, and I like the little eye beam, whatever, laser vision. Yeah, I think the eye beam and the uh, sound effects behind it is pretty neat looking. Um, but having already having gone through all my DC stuff with uh, uh, DC Universe Classics, you know, it's nice. But I, you know, when I when I see the icons, they they look really good. Um, but I just can't uh, restart a whole new line again. So I, I I like them from afar, but that's about it. Well, and I think what Josh said is important that if, if the death of Superman, if this scene, this moment in time is critical to your fandom, then this is going to be a must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, it is to a certain extent limited to that set of people because unless you want a Superman with a torn up costume and, uh, you know, doomsday, which, my opinion on him is a little different from you guys, I think. Uh, uh, you know, th- this is aimed at a very specific customer, and I think it's delivering everything that customer wants. Yeah. Uh, and then the other icons releases were Nightwing, who, look, I love Nightwing. I like the modern Nightwing costume, but the bottom line is it's a black costume with some blue stuff. It's not the most exciting figure to look at. Uh, I'm sure they'll nail it because if if Nightwing if there's one thing Nightwing needs to be it's super articulated or, or any Dick Grayson for that matter uh, and I'm sure they'll nail it but this Supergirl that they showed I think might be the best Supergirl figure I've ever seen yeah she looks yeah. good I wish they would have not done the thigh high boots and done her regular calf boots isn't but... that what she's wearing now though. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? I can't keep up. <laughs> Stupid DC. Who cares? I got yeah. the. Uh, well, no DC. Yeah, man, I take- kind of <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, it is because the, the stylized S shield she's wearing too is also from her current costume. And I, and I like that it's actually it's sculpted. It's not just printed on. Yeah, I, I think this figure looks phenomenal, and I'll probably end up getting it, even though I only bought two issues of the new. Supergirl comic. Oh, and you know what? We, we've got a couple more because they're doing the uh, Super, Super Sons. Super Sons, yeah. yeah so I ask yeah. if this is the first time we've seen these. Yeah, these look good too. Yeah, they look great. This, I mean, uh, because this this is an important set for me uh, because Damien, we don't have a ton of Damien Wayne figures, and we have even less that are actually scaled properly. Thanks, Mattel. Uh, <laughs> and this is the very first figure of... Uh, he's John, Jonathan. Jonathan Kent. Yeah, uh, of Clark and Lois. Well, he's not Jonathan Kent. What is he? What's their last name now? Oh, 
Who knows? Uh, Is it back to Kent now? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's the first one of Lois and Clark's son. Yeah. Uh, and they look fantastic. Uh, they, I mean, the, the, this is a heck of a set. Like, this was, to me, one of the highlights of Toy Fair. Even though I don't like Superboy's torn jeans look, I think that's a little dumb. But everything else about this set, like, it just, it really, really looks good. Yeah. Like, this was a highlight for me. And yeah. if that comic continues with those characters to be that good, it's, you know, it's, I'm going to be tempted to get it. Yeah, and that, and it probably will. Like uh, they've got a solid start. They've got a good creative team on it. As long as they can hang on to that team, I think that comic's going to end up being one of DC's big sellers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is definitely on my list again. I'll definitely have this. Yeah, it's it's a solid one. Uh, other DC collectibles news: they're continuing the bombshells line, which it, it's and, and not just continuing; they are doubling down on it. Uh, yeah, they really are. And what's interesting, though, is these are not being done in the style of their designer figures. With with these are being done in the style of the icons figures. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little weird, and in some cases, the articulation I feel like takes away from the style of these. I would almost prefer it if these were the the standard DC collectible style, where they they work in articulation as much as they can. But pay are, are more respectful of aesthetics. Yeah, but make yeah. it look more like the drawing. Yeah, and, and I, I'm really surprised they went this way on this one. And there, I mean, it, it leads to some very odd looking figures. I mean, that that Batgirl. I mean, she did not miss leg day. That's for sure. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but I mean, it, it's so weird because they have such specific. I mean, the Aunt Lu- these are all designed by uh, Aunt Lucia, and they all carry that style. They all look like they should. But then have these big giant weird hip joints and, and whatnot. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool line and I'm sure it's going to sell like gangbusters. So it really doesn't matter. But I, I'm not getting any, uh, and I probably would have if they were in the more aesthetically pleasing style, which is weird for me to say because typically I'm an articulation junkie. So, you know, that's just me. And then finally from DC collectibles. The news that that DC film series that they debuted last year to compete with the import like uh, figure arts and and uh, Metacom's Miracle Action Figure series, uh, they killed it. It's done. Yeah. That was doomed to fail to begin with. I, I agree with you. Did any of them actually come out? Yeah, two of them came out. Uh, the armored Batman versus Superman, Batman, and then the Superman from that from that series, and that's it. Those two releases are it. I mean, you can understand. Saying that if you've got MediaCon on Mezco, whoever else is all making the same figure of varying qualities and prices, I mean, at some point the market just gets saturated, and you're not going to sell enough to justify it. But I did like the idea that an American company was going to be offering me an alternative that was coming in at a lower price point than Medicom and Bandai's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, and like I said, I was doing my project to review all these different Harleys, and now that Harley is not coming out. So, you know, at the very least, I'm, I'm losing out on part of my in, uh, toy review experiment. But yeah, I think it's for the best. They've got enough to worry about without maintaining that line as well. Uh, so that's about it for DC Collectibles, I think. Any, anything else you guys noticed or wanted to mention? I think that covered everything I got. Yeah, I'm good. Then it is time to move on to another company that always has something special to show us at Toy Fair, and that is NACA, whose name we still aren't 
100% positive on how to pronounce. I'm going with Naka. What about you guys? Yeah, I like Naka. Yeah, yeah Naka works for me. It's a little too close to naked. It makes me slightly <laughs> uncomfortable to say it. I pref- I would prefer to say Nika, but I think Nika is like 100% wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody thinks that's what it is. <laughs> All right, so the the big news, and it's not the first thing I heard about, but it's the biggest thing that they offered, is this Aliens X Naka Club or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> Uh, which I couldn't even access the website the day that they announced it. So that was a, that was a really strong first move there, Naka. Uh, <laughs> but it's a club where if you buy all of, and this is not a subscription club like Maddie's DC or, or, uh, Masters of the Universe. It's where you buy all of their alien releases, but you just buy them directly through Naka as opposed to going to Toys R Us or Big Bad Toy Store or whatever to buy them. Uh, so it's not necessarily stuff that isn't available to the general public, but you commit to buy them from NACA, and over the course of the year, you'll get some exclusive items, which I would guess is probably going to be like accessory packs or repainted. You know, Lord knows you can't have enough skulls and torn out human spines in your collection, that sort of thing. Uh, or like the pack that they did with the two... Uh, face huggers in the light up tubes, things like that, uh, throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, you'll get a 100% exclusive item that you cannot get unless you're part of this Alien X NACA club. I personally, I think this is a great idea. I don't know that I'm going to go for it, but I know there are people out there that buy every Alien and Predator that NACA puts out. You know, I am utterly fascinated by how they've been able to pull this off. Because, I mean, granted, Predator and Alien, you know, they're big franchises. They've got a decent following. But we're on how many years of these two lines running, which a lot of times are just repaints. Well, and the thing is, how these lines running off of three movies that are universally loved. Now, granted... There are far more movies than that across these two franchises, as well as the comic books. But you essentially only have Alien, Aliens, and Predator that everybody agrees are great movies. Everything else uh, ranges from hot garbage to I'm a fan and I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 and for me, that. I've got a handful of each, uh, Predators and Aliens. And I, I just don't need any more. I can't imagine having 15 more predators or, you know, another 10 aliens with the exception of one that we'll talk to, talk about in a minute or two. Well, the, uh, what, what gets me with the predators is that they are doing these Kenner throwback predators. Uh, well, and now they're doing the Kenner throwback aliens as well. And this is stuff that I was collecting when it came out in the nineties. So they're hitting a nostalgic sweet spot for me. So when I see something like the Broken Tusk Predator, I'm like, oh, shit, I've got to get that. <laughs> or I see something uh, like that Mantis Alien and the Gorilla Alien. Oh, I had those. I've I've got to get these. Like they're really hitting me hard with the Kenner stuff. And then beyond that, uh, as far as the subscription goes, if there's any toy line where they can get away with – repaints and slight retoolings and and troop builders or whatever it's aliens because when you've got people this type of people that are going to sign up for an online subscription type deal are the type of people who want 
five shelves of aliens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they want swarms of aliens. They're buying – these are the guys that go to Toys R Us and buy all of the warrior aliens that they see. And those people post those pictures on the Naked Facebook page. If you've yes. never been yes. there to look at them, go look at them because the displays are amazing. And they you'll see you'll great. see posts like "Got five more warrior aliens today." Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but, this is this is somehow they can do this, and we can't get a GI Joe line back. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, but yeah, the, so I think this club is a great idea. Uh, I, I don't uh, you you guys aren't going for it. I'm assuming. I no, definitely not. I mean, they showed yeah. some stuff that I'm going to buy, but well, and yeah. let's let's so yeah. let's go ahead and get to the stuff uh, that they did show. Uh, the most exciting of which, once again, hits me in the, the the nostalgia button, and that is DC versus Dark Horses, or I guess it's uh, Batman and Superman versus Alien and Predator. Yep, right there with you. Right oh there, my here. gosh, I was buying this stuff as it came out in the comic shop. And, uh, you know, at the time, my, my hormonal drive was obviously nothing but ladies, <laughs> but I'd be lying if I said that every single time Batman or Superman hooked up with, with one of these characters, I didn't get a little bit of a nerd chub. I, I'd be lying because holy shit, you guys. Yeah, I like He's to like, imagine there's somebody in Naked whose whole job is to sit in a room and find loopholes in licensing things. <laughs> and like, he's got like a magnifying glass and some contacts and he's like, I got it. We're making a Batman, baby. <laughs> it's so phenomenal that they get those loopholes because I'm so excited to see just traditional versions of these characters done with NECA style and they're so beautiful. And I oh, don't even have look- to buy a DVD this time. It's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, you know, it's, it's, it was amazing enough that they did that first Michael Keaton Batman, but with this one, you're talking about licensing from Fox, Warner Brothers, DC Comics, because Warner and DC are two separate licensing issues in this case. Dark Horse, uh, I mean, there are a lot of license holders sitting here that had to say, well, I guess if we're going to make a few bucks off of this, go for it. Yeah. We're probably like going to be paying for the alien. And the Batman is like an accessory. That's how they've got it all painted. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, these look, the first thing that I saw was what I'm calling, uh, Predator Buster Batman armor. Ugh, it looks so great. Oh my gosh. And I didn't realize until, like I said, I wasn't able to look at all this on an actual computer until last night and today. I didn't realize his faceplate goes up. Oh, it does? Yes. Yes, the faceplate slides up, and he's got a Batman face under it. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, this thing just looks incredible. Uh, the, but then you see the regular Batman and Superman, and they're like the comic bookiest Batman and Superman you've ever seen. They've got yeah. fabric capes. Uh, Josh, I know you were one of the first ones to respond when I put up the picture of Batman and the Joker alien, which, by the way, we're getting a toy of a fucking Joker alien. <laughs> yeah, I think that's amazing with the, uh, the, the color scheme, the green, white, and red. I think that's, uh, awesome. And that, well, and that, again, it's straight out of the freaking comics. I mean, they, they pulled this stuff directly from these great stories that, that I'm, you know, I'm sure you could go and pick up for a couple of bucks because, you know when they when licensed stuff like that happened back in the day, they printed shit tons, 
Uh, I bet they printed more of this than Marvel's top selling comic gets printed now. Oh, easy. Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so you can find this stuff, but it's all, they're all fun stories. Like, they, they range, the Batman Predator, in my memory, was the best. The yeah, first that was two a good Batman one. Predators were great. Uh, Superman Alien, I think, I want to say Mike Mignola. Yes, I believe it was, um, that was also a great story. Yeah. Because Superman got trapped in outer space without the sun, and that's yes. how he had to fight the, the aliens off. Oh, it's great. Well, and I even remember in the hype leading up to it, wondering like how is this even going to be an interesting story you know not at the time being young and naive and not realizing that every time they need an interesting superman story they depower him somehow but in this case it made sense because superman's going out to the planet where the aliens are and he's separated from the yellow sun so it i mean it's very interesting his power is slowly fading and he's becoming more and more vulnerable to the xenomorphs it's it's a fucking great book i highly recommend it yeah. but these toys look awesome i mean what really what i really was like that batman what really gets me is the yellow oval bat symbol cuz they yes. don't do that anymore yes. and that just it just hits me right in the mind nostalgia which i love <laughs> well he reminds me a lot of like a norm brayfogel yeah. Style Batman, which, which that's, that's, well, Jim Aparo is my favorite, but Bray Fogle, I mean, he's, he's a successor to that, in my opinion. So, but, uh, yeah, these look great. Jay, yeah. Jay and Ryan, or even you guys who are not, uh, any longer any kind of big naked collectors, are these on your, uh, oh, absolutely. Line? Yeah. The, the Batman, uh, alien for sure. Um, you know, like I said, I, I've got a few aliens, a few predators, you know, kind of cherry picked here and there. Like the Batman Dead End Predator was definitely one I picked up a yeah, few years yeah. ago when that came out. Um, but yeah, this is a, a definite buy for me as soon as I see it. What about you, Ryan? Most uh, most NACA free of all of us? Oh, okay. I mean, I pick up all the DC NACA stuff they've been doing. I'm looking for the Muhammad Ali right now. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I just saw that my my Toys R Us had like five of them the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. it. It'll be down here soon, I'm sure. But yeah, I'll definitely get these. Um, I really like the alternate head on the Superman yeah. with the yes. vision coming out. Yes. I would pay a whole bunch of extra money too if they would sell that diorama they showed the Batman and Joker alien on. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, every Nick year. has always got awesome dioramas for every all their single year. They've got this mind blowingly awesome stuff. But here's something to consider, fellas. NACA is selling a pillar a single pillar from the alien versus predator movie if you remember the scene where the alien fought the predator like the big scene where it was swinging around by the tail and everything and they're in this like ancient uh underground whatever like almost like the inside of a pyramid or something and there's a a, just a pillar they're selling that for 90 bucks (laughs) so you can imagine how much these dioramas would cost (laughs) <laughs> if they were actually selling them, what I recommend is you check out those extreme sets. Have you got, have you guys seen those? I have. No. I haven't bought any though. I haven't I, either because I don't have anywhere to put them. Yeah. What, what is it? They're they're called it's extremesets.com, I think, and they're these cardboard dioramas, but they look incredible. I, yeah. I say cardboard, uh, but I mean the printing on them is uh, top notch. Uh, if, if you just Google extreme sets, you'll see a bunch of them. They've done an alleyway, a subway, an abandoned house, uh, and they're, they're constantly doing more because they're selling like fucking crazy. Uh, but they're just gorgeous. They've got one that looks like the inside of the Ark from the old Transformers cartoon. Josh, have you seen these things? No, I haven't. 
Oh, dude, you! Yeah, I'm looking I, at them right now. These are awesome. I feel, Josh. Once you see the one that looks like the Ark, I feel like you're going to spend money. <laughs> oh, you don't need to tell me that. <laughs> it's got, dude. It, it's amazing. So yeah, if you if you Google extreme sets, there's some cool stuff, and that goes for the listeners too. Check these things out. If you if you have the space uh, for for some dioramas, or you just want some cool backgrounds to display your figures. These things are amazing, I, and I just I don't have anywhere to put them on my shelves. Uh, all right, so that that about covers it for NACA, because aside from that, they had a few – well, it covers it for the Aliens and Predators stuff from NACA. Uh, they had a few things here and there, but honestly, I still buy Alien and Predator figures from time to time, but I need to see them in person. Looking at them online, they just kind of run together. Uh, I think it's really cool that they're re-releasing all the Dutch figures for the 30th anniversary. Uh, I like the demon predator that they're doing that's like translucent with the glowing eyes. I think that looks really good. Uh, but, but alien and predator wise, I think that's about it for NACA. But I do real quick want to mention their quarter scale figures. Uh, I have one. It's the Michael Keaton Batman and it's, I'm not, super happy with it because there's some joint issues uh, and there's definitely over time been a little bit of just because of how heavy it is he's kind of leaning now but apparently the Donatello and Deadpool figures that just came out Naka has really stepped up the game on these things and they showed a new Daredevil figure that looks incredible and they showed Leonardo from the ongoing uh, quarter scale Ninja Turtles that I mean, the Jim Henson Ninja Turtles, if I had to pick one kind of action figure of the Ninja Turtles to have, it would be those. And, uh, man, I've got to have these. I've, I've got to get them. Did you guys see these? Yeah, Daredevil looks great. I yeah. like the helmet that – I'm not sure if it fits over the unmasked head. Surely it doesn't. I, no, I, like I don't think it does. I think it's just there, which is kind of weird, but mm. whatever. But yeah, I think they all look really good. Um, I think the Catwoman still looks great. They've kind of tweaked it a little bit, I think. Yeah, but it looks I, good. I, I don't. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a, a hideous Penguin Man, but that Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, the one with the like torn up mask and the hair, mm-hmm. that I might end up getting that one. Jay and Josh, did you guys take a peek at these at all? I mean, uh, I, I looked at. Or go ahead, Josh. Sorry. No, so they look good. It's just it's not something I'll ever be able to fit into my house. So. Yeah, and that's my big problem with these. And that's why, like with these, the Ninja Turtles, uh, like I said, the Henson Ninja Turtles are the ones I want more than anything in my collection. The ones that Playmates did are not up to my standards. But at the same time, like, they're freaking 16 inches tall, which I do appreciate that the Turtles are scaled to the other quarter-scale figures, so they're actually shorter. Uh But I really wish Naka could do their magic and release 7-inch versions of these like they have with some of their other quarter scale figures because my gosh, I, I just don't, where the, where the fuck am I going to put four 16 inch tall Ninja Turtles? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I am. They look fantastic, but yeah, the size, um, just nowhere for me to, it's, it's I, I, I don't have room for the toys I have, let alone the 16 inch figures. Uh, real quick. I want to mention, uh, because I, I have been collecting them and they're one of the few things that I leave in the package because I love the packaging so much. Uh, they're retro cloth figures. Uh, they showed, Chucky, which they had already released a good guy doll 
Chucky, like without murderous intent on his face as part of the Shout Factory Blu-ray release of Child's Play. Uh, and it looked great. But now they're doing a straight-up murder Chucky doll that comes with like an axe, two knives, and a, a something else. Looks great. I love these figures. Uh, and then they're also doing Leatherface from the third Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And he looks fantastic. Like if you dig these, more stuff is coming and it looks great. If you don't dig them, then let's move on. So, Josh, uh, don't even. I know this is of particular interest to you. <sighs> yeah. Pacific yeah. Rim. Uh, NACA had the license and they produced a number of figures that were absolutely beautiful, that fell apart pretty easily, and that could have murdered people <laughs> if handled improperly. How do you feel? And, and the th- here's the thing about this. We do not know because it was announced that Bandai has the license now to make Pacific Rim figures as part of their Monster Arts line. But we have not had an announcement about an American company and Lenard Toys recently put out their Kong Skull Island figures, which are also from Legendary, which is uh, the, the license holder for Pacific, uh, Pacific Rim. Josh, how do you feel about Pacific Rim toys and what should they be? Well, I was buying the NECA ones. That's where NECA was getting my money was for the Pacific Rim. And yes, there were, they had a lot of problems, but I was able to kind of get past that because they look so good. Um, I mean, cause you, I mean, no matter what you're going to get from NECA, while you might have some sort of quality control from time to time, like they're always going to look phenomenal. And then once you get them into that one, position and then just kind of leave them there yeah, <laughs> and never touch them again <laughs> and they look great and just just leave them there and then they're fine um it's it really saddens me um because i'm so looking forward to the sequel and was looking forward to, to getting new figures and they're not going to be anywhere near probably the same what i get uh from uh, nika and uh i mean bandai will do great with them but they'll cost me three times as much money and and I they won't be I'll... and they won't be scaled the same right so here's it's... here's my hope uh since lenard toys and if you guys are not familiar with lenard it's the company that does the core the gi joe knockoff line <laughs> they do not make collector quality toys Let's just put it that way. However, their gigantic King Kong that just came out is an awesome toy. It's huge. The arms move as much as you need a giant monkey's arms to move. And it looks really, really good for I mean, $25 uh, 18-inch tall toy. It's, it's a good toy, man. And I'll tell you right now, I think it would be really cool to see Pacific Rim robots and monsters done in this same style. And I know it's not what collectors want, but I mean, I want kids to be, cause Pacific Rim was one of the first like grown up movies my son thought, saw in the theater and it blew his mind and he still has like a soft spot for this stuff. I want Pacific Rim toys that like he can play with. Yeah. yeah, for that size and price, I mean, you can't beat that. That's phenomenal. Considering we were just talking about the four-inch toys going for fifteen bucks right. earlier, <laughs> right? Um, you know, so that's uh, that's an awesome price. And obviously, you're gonna 
lose some things, you know, for, for the, the price point, but having a big bulky figure, that, that's what those toys are, are meant to, you know, to be the oversized big figures. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, if, if it's, if you've got giant robots and giant monsters fighting each other, my gosh, man, those need to be toys that people can play with. Uh, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a collector version of that. Like, it would be great if NECA had been able to continue on making what they were making. But I really want to see actual toys of this license. Now, the, the other thing I was thinking that might potentially happen is, so Bandai America is actually coming back to start doing releasing of multiple lines of toys. They, they announced a toy for they're going to be doing a, a new Dragon Ball Z line, which is going to be very comparable to like Marvel Legends now. It's, it's their six-inch scale, come with build-a-figure pieces. Oh, so, so that's not like a figure arts type thing. That's no. like their Thundercats or Teen Titans stuff. Right. So if they're looking to make a bigger splash in America oh. with their toys, maybe they'll bring in more mass market Pacific Rim toys if they're doing well. Sure, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. That's that's a really good point. My my only issue, well, you know what though, it wouldn't be as much of an issue with Pacific Rim stuff because Bandai, if you look at their toys, they often their joint pegs don't match up the surrounding plastic. Like you'll have uh, Lionos boot with a big pink peg through the ankle uh which drives me crazy <laughs> but it wouldn't really be a problem with these because they're pretty much monochromatic sure. robots and monsters so that would really work that's interesting i hope you're right about that that would be very cool all right well that about does it for naka any final thoughts on naka you guys i'm good <laughs> <laughs> then we will move on to super seven who i consider to be even though they didn't have a wide necessarily or big presentation I feel like are one of the movers and shakers because they had some exciting new stuff, exciting new licenses that we have not seen from them before. And they have these very attractive nostalgic formats that they're applying these licenses to. Uh, they, they have taken back the reaction brand from Funko. So now, uh, going forward, all the reaction figures will be released from Super 7. They also now have the muscle license, which they, I guess just bought entirely from Mattel in the same way that they did Masters of the Universe. They can't do the actual Kanuku Man, the Japanese uh, license that the original muscle toys in the 80s were based on. But they are basically putting every other license in this uh, millions of unusual, uh, unusually small creatures lurking everywhere, uh, little plastic minifigure style. They've got Mega Man muscles coming out, which I think look fantastic. Uh, but... On the one hand, I love this. It's nostalgic. I love Mega Man. I love muscles. But on the other hand, I'd kind of like little painted Mega Man figures. Uh, do you guys have any attachment to either of these things? Uh, if they put out Mega Man 2, like, really good figures, I would buy tons of them. But what about these muscles? I, you know, I was a huge muscle collector when I was a kid. Like, I mean, I had this – remember the bandolier they made? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to wear that stupid thing around. <laughs> like, I – the price on these, and I just don't have where to display them. I think if they get the right license, I would probably get them, but it would have to be something really big. Like, I mean, if you did like some sort of comic or Star Wars or something like that, I'd definitely be in. Well, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you that, you know, I had them as a kid, but it's not that big of an attachment to me, so it would have to take a special license for me to jump on it. What about you, Josh? Did any of these catch your eye? 
No, I mean, I love Mega Man. I'll probably buy some of the uh, loyal subjects figures that they're uh, oh, coming yeah, out yeah. with, but yeah. uh, I, I won't be using these. The interesting thing to me about Muscle is, is like I said, they don't have the license for Kanuku Man, but with the wide variety of licenses that they are using, they're technically giving us the same assortment of crazy characters that we had with the original Muscles because you've got stuff like the Shogun Warriors and Masters of the Universe and Mega Man, like all these weird different licenses. I'm looking at Street Fighter and Aliens. And if you look at these, the mix really does resemble the original mix of muscle characters. They're just no, they're no giant hands or buildings. Well, there is a building. There's Castle Grayskull. <laughs> but, uh, I really dig these. I love that they're doing them. Uh, and then as far as reaction goes, uh, shit, I did not bring up the reaction page. What is wrong with me? I don't know that they, they, they had uh, kind of the same stuff. They had Shogun Warriors. Yep. They Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Planet of the Apes was a big Hellboy. deal. Oh, Hellboy. Toxic Avenger. That was their big announcement. Well, Toxic Avenger, and, and actually, to me, the big announcement was Jack Kirby's Lord of Light. Or, I'm sorry, Light Lord. Yeah. That and, was and weird are- to see. Do you got, because I don't know a whole ton about that. Do you got, are you guys familiar with that? No, not at all. It's just one of those Jack Kirby things he was doing when, after he was done with, uh, uh, Marvel and DC really. So it's I'm another one of those player. things where like some dude that works at Super 7 is like, dude, Light Lord is awesome and we can buy the license for like $12. Yeah. <laughs> so let's make a figure. Uh, so I, I dig the reaction style. Uh, it takes something. The, the key to that one for me, one, the fact that they're 15 bucks now is, is absurd. Uh, but. I did pull the trigger on that glow in the dark set of their original characters, the worst. Yeah, how, how do those look? I was really oh, interested. Oh, dude, in those. I love them. I I since the because this is the third version of this set of figures that they've done, and from the start, I just love these designs. Yeah, they look fantastic, and I think I saw that they were going on sale in like three days, and I was like, all right, I'm going to totally remember to buy those, and they completely forgot about it um, until I saw pictures like two weeks later. Well, you can still get the second set, the second, I guess, if you're a fancy toy person, you call them, I think, colorways. Uh, I'm not that fancy, but there there have basically been three different decos. There was the original, there was Graveyard Shift, which just were repaints, and then the Glow in the Dark ones, which are the ones that I got. Yeah, those are the uh, ones I was interested in. It's the glow in the dark ones. I think you can still order them, but I'm not positive. But man, they're fucking awesome. I, I, I'm not, I'm, my problem with the reaction figures, it's so funny because there's these cheap, shitty little 70s style figures, but I leave them in the package and I actually bought some of the, uh, I can't remember who makes them now, the, the plastic protectors you put over your, your action figures. Oh, come on, really? Yes. It's like slabbing the uh, comics. Well, and it, but it's not, I didn't buy them because I think they're going to be worth anything one day. I Just bought, to protect the, uh, yes, because backing. yeah, the, the card, I mean, everybody by now has seen these things in person unless you don't leave your house ever. And the card backs on these are very flimsy and soft. Uh, but the thing is like the figures aren't that great. I don't have a need to have these cheap little figures on my shelf. It's the whole, like you were saying earlier, Jay, about the packaging. It's the packaging thing on these that the card back plus the figure 
is what I'm buying. Like, right. yeah, I haven't look. opened any of my reaction figures. Right. Every one of them is still in the box, with the exception of the uh, one fifth element that uh, fell apart. Where yeah, I didn't open it, but the yeah, uh, plastic the case just, just kind of fell off. Came off, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, I want to preserve this nostalgic look of these figures. So yeah, I bought I bought a case of, uh, you know, the plastic protection things or whatever, and I've I've run out now, and I actually need to buy some more for my worst figures, but. The big news about the worst is that it's not Stupid Monkey anymore. Was it Stupid Buddy? Uh, Seth Green's Animation Studio is producing a the worst cartoon, and I'm very excited for this because yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I I love the look of these characters, and I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see who they are and what they're like, and I I just imagine this cartoon about these dickbag bad guys because they're bad guys. Uh, I, I and I think uh, the robot chicken guys are the right ones to be doing it. I'm 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 super stoked about this, and I and I hope that we one day get a worst mobile. So yeah, that's uh, reaction. Uh, cool stuff coming. If if you're into it, Super Seven is going to keep you happy. If you're not, uh, you know, uh, it's not for you. There's plenty of other stuff to talk about. Uh, Masters of the Universe will continue on from Super 7. Bo and I will be doing a special uh, episode-lit about that. I will just quickly mention that they showed some really cool new filmation stuff and some fucking weird PowerCon exclusives. Did you guys see those? Yeah, what is that? Did you see the Ibiza 3-pack? With no, like I I... naked Stratos, naked Trapjaw, oh, yeah. naked I saw that Stratos, and I made it a little uncomfortable. I don't know what's happening <laughs> what? there. It's it's a three pack they're doing for PowerCon, and it has Stratos, who is instead of gray, is like well, I was gonna say nude colored, but I guess that's not appropriate. He's Caucasian colored, so all just the way looks, they through. Yeah, he just looks like a naked guy with a blue loincloth. <laughs> um, I felt though, like I have a vague memory of Bo talking about that, and there's some reason. Like, but isn't that all He-Man naked guys in loincloths? <laughs> well, but I mean, it's it's weird when you present it in the way that these are because it's a three pack with naked Stratos, naked Trapjaw because <laughs> Trapjaw doesn't even have his like robot leg parts. He's just got the furry boots. He's all green with his loincloth and his robot arm, and just. Other than that, naked, and then it's <laughs> Prince Adam, and his his parts aren't painted like they usually are, like the white pants and everything. He's just wearing a loincloth and a vest, and everything under that is naked, which is why I'm calling it the Ibiza Party Pack. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there should be like a cheesecake like fold out poster behind it with all of them lounging behind Seriously? the on a pool, like the, uh, the swimsuit uh, issues that Marvel used to do. Yeah. Oh gosh, we should do an episode on those. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super weird. I don't know what to make of this, but I'm sure our pal Mr. Bo Brown will. And then as far as Thundercats go, uh, the only word from Super Seven on that was that they're still working on it. God, I hope for those Thundercat fans that they get it. Well, I'll tell you right now, Super 7 does get the license and they go back and re-release the ones that Maddie did. Uh, I'll sign up. I'm thinking about it too. Because now part- that I've seen reviews of them and I've seen more pictures of them, they're great. Well, they're, nice. they're great aside from their maddiness, but Super yeah. 7 release, <laughs> Super 7 releases would take care of that maddiness. You wouldn't have any weird eyes or, 
or Lionel's fucking whatever they did to his abdomen. Like I feel like Super 7 would fix that stuff. So here's hoping. Yep. Uh, time to move on to a company that has essentially left me behind, but that all three of you guys are still enthusiastically into. Well, that's, that's not true because I'm still, I'm still picking up Marvel Legends here and there, but we're going to start with, uh, Star Wars. Cha-ching, oh, cha-ching. So I, you know what? Uh, Ryan, why don't you take point on this one? Oh, on Star Wars? I'm angry about Star Wars. Oh, I'm not do. angry. All right, so their big announcements are that they are re-releasing the 12 card back figures on new vintage-inspired cases. And, I'm and they, a sucker they look for, nice. As they we were just discussing, great. I'm a sucker for vintage packaging. So I was tempted. Now let me ask you this. These things went up on Hasbro Toy Shop like as soon as they were announced and also sold out because it's Hasbro Toy Shop yeah, and is right. even worse than MaddieCollector.com. But, I mean, they are getting a wide release, well, right? They're on Amazon right now. You can pre-order on Amazon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah they're, the first six are... They were uh, on sale that quickly. I mean, it was literally like announcement, here it is, it's online. Well, they're repacks, so... Well, but see, here's what I'm pissed off about. Uh-oh. So the Leia, their big thing with the Leia was, hey, and we fixed her face. Oh, really? <laughs> I just got that damn Leia. Two <laughs> they knew there was a problem. Well, that's your they own. They showed it the first time. That's and your they, own fault for sh- buying a Leia with a shitty head. Those assholes. And it's not, I mean, it's not terrible. <laughs> um, the new ones that are going to be on those card backs, there's going to be a Death Star Trooper and a Jawa. Um, the surprising thing about the Jawa, well, there's two surprising things. One is there's not going to be cloth goods on it, what? which is a big thing. It is going to be molded plastic. Um, how do you feel about that, guys? I'm all right with it. I mean, I've liked how a lot of the figures, they've used some of the cloth, but it tends when it's the whole, the whole figure. Yeah, some it of it's so kind of frumpy and weird. Yep. Yeah. I don't like that it's one per pack. So it's- wait, show of, show of hands out of the three of you guys, do you prefer uh, – all plastic for this guy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? All plastic. Yeah. Yeah. The hood, and then the big thing I think is the hood. I think that's why they did it. They, the Jedi robes, Leia's hood, none they of never it come off work. Right. Yeah. And okay, so okay. it would have killed the yeah. job. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was so happy they used the plastic on Revan because it would have killed that figure. Yeah. That Revan figure is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so they had those, the 12 are going to come out and then Vader is going to come in the, Christmas pre-order thing from 78. It looks like the same box um, with all the same art. And then it comes with the damn Vader figure they showed at San Diego last year that is the update to their first Vader figure. So, again, we've got the update that's a lot better, and the only way to get it is to buy the stupid box. Well, now, what's the difference? And, and I can't imagine this is going to cost a whole heck of a lot more than the normal 20 bucks or – no. Here's here's my other question though. If you go to Big Bad right now, if you buy the set of five figures, they're selling them for twenty five bucks each. Like that's what the price works out to. Are these twenty five bucks each? Um, I they were nineteen ninety nine on Hasbro. Okay, okay. Yeah, they were the normal twenty dollar price. So point. Vader's that's not too bad. Vader's maybe thirty. Yeah, but you get the you know the diorama, you get the neat box. Like that's not bad. What yeah. what is the difference between this Vader and the other one? Uh, they fixed some of the head sculpts a little better. Um, I think there's some differences in some of the soft goods on the front tunic part. Um, 
but I I probably won't get him. I'm fine with the Vader I've got. Uh, you know, and Star Wars is in that weird spot too with Star Wars Black, where we're in between movies, so they're not going to show yeah. any of the Last Jedi stuff yet. Well, here's the thing, though. They could be releasing... I'm really annoyed with how Hasbro is handling Star Wars now, beyond just being pissed off with what they're doing with the figures that I actually collect, in that they're only releasing stuff in a movie cycle now. It's no It's no longer a year-long... Well, it is, and what's weird, they didn't show... There's a whole new wave about to hit that's Lando, and I can't remember all of it. It's Lando, the Imperial well Guard... Guard yeah. um, um, it's a bunch of that. Qui Gon, but they're they're part of the Rogue One movie cycle. Once once we get into summer, there's no new Star Wars, and it's not because we used to get throughout the year every probably about three months we got new Star Wars product. Now we in September they launch the first wave of new product. We get about two more waves uh, between. September and about April, and then that's it until September. It's no longer a year-round thing. And, I mean, you guys that are collecting the Black Series, okay, I've got two questions for you, actually. I'm glad I remembered this because I wrote it down in my notes. My first question about the Black Series is, wouldn't you guys rather have other characters than these vehicle pilots? Why the fuck do you need vehicle pilots? Yeah, see, I'm, uh, I've been picking and choosing for the Black Series, so yeah, like, it, uh, if it's one of those, I'm not even bothering. But so wouldn't I, you rather them sl- – like, why are they even making, like, the ATACT driver? Wouldn't you rather have, like, Ponda Baba or somebody like that? Because they think they're still making the – Three and three quarter figures that everybody's got to have every single figure possible. So they think the fans want that kind of stuff. But even if that's the case, wouldn't they be better off making an alien or a droid or something than a fucking vehicle driver that's never going to have a vehicle to drive? Well, I don't know. How many uh, Cospel Zuvios do you want to go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're probably right. I bet Zuvio's the one that that caused all of these. Stupid <laughs> tie pilots and whatever else. Words, yeah. Uh, and then my second question, uh, was with, with these, what do you want? Do you want, if you had to choose between mostly figures from the new movies and mostly figures filling in the old collection, what would be your choice? I mean, I, I think they're doing okay balancing right now. We, you know, we're finishing out the Rogue One stuff, and now we have two waves that are about to come out that are original trilogy with a prequel one thrown in here or there, and then all the Last Jedi stuff will start. Um, so I think they're doing all right. I wish they would go a little heavier towards original trilogy, but I think they're kind of hedging their bets for the long term. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they've got some that they're just saving, you know, so they can put it in future waves. Hey, but and- meanwhile, you guys can be jealous over the three and three quarter inch prototype Ponda Baba that's a Walmart exclusive <laughs> that I'll be looking for. What the fuck? Did you guys see that? I didn't. What the I fuck? Did. Four of Walmart exclusive 3.75 inch figures. They're doing a Sand Trooper that I've got fucking 12 yeah. of sitting on For the all shelf behind me. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's a, a, a Tuscan Raider that I also have like six of. 
They're doing the prototype Boba Fett, the white one that everybody has if they want it. I've got it on my wall right now. And then a fucking prototype Ponda Baba. <laughs> He's the star you- of Rogue One. <laughs> Did you not see exclusive had it, uh, quotation marks around it? They were just really faint. Yeah, that was just. Uh, so did the uh, the retro packaging sell anybody for jumping back a little bit? I, I was I was close. I was very close. Um, and I'll tell was- you one. I'll tell you one thing that is really tempting me is every time I go to a Walgreens, they they have like ten of that C three PO, and as much as I prefer. A vac metal three PO. The finish on that three PO looks really good. Yeah, he looks great on the shelf. Pictures don't do it justice because it looks like he's just gold plastic. But there's something about the finish on that figure. Do you do you guys agree with that? That he for some reason he just looks really good. Yeah, yeah he's really dull in pictures, and he's not that dull in real life, which is nice. Yeah, he, I mean he looks metallic. He's not vac metal. Uh, but really, if you look at him in the movies, he's not as shiny as the old school Kenner figure. Uh, yeah, I dig, I dig that 3PO a lot and the articulation on him looks good. Like I said, I mean, every, I'm not gonna lie. Every time I see these, I'm for sure tempted by them. As a matter of fact, we were in Walmart uh, a few weeks ago and they had a whole end cap of the Rogue One Black Series and they had everybody, uh, sitting there on this end cap. And the price above them said thirteen sixty seven or some bullshit. And I stood there for a long time, and I was like, you know what? That's the right price. These look great. I'm getting them. Uh, and got up front, and they were all twenty bucks. Yeah. So I, yeah. I put them all back. But yeah, for for fifteen bucks or less, these would be getting me. For twenty, yeah. I, I just I can't do another thing. They're sixteen right now here at Walmart. Are they? Yeah, I think they're trying to start clearing out the. Rogue One stuff, especially because they made the weird decision. The wave that's coming out right now is a repack with uh, Director Koenig and oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the Scare Trooper. It's that wave, but then it also has Baz and uh, Blind Monk guy name. I can't remember. Chiro. Um, Chiro, yeah. So those two are packed in with these other ones that are already clogging the shelves. So that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, but I don't even get me started. The the hoops I have to go through to get the news figures from these releases just get worse and worse with every passing wave. It's it's getting ridiculous. The, what I had to go through to get a damn Revan, I, I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> just, yeah. I just ordered that whole case because I didn't want to mess with trying to find Sabine. And then I already saw that with Carrie Fisher dying, the Leia figure uh, was already yeah, jumping yeah. on price because of assholes and – yeah, yeah. I actually got it, and I say I don't collect these, but I'll buy Mandalorians, and I did get Sabine, and I, man, I got fucking lucky, and you know how you sort of Amazon fish, and I, I check Amazon, I've got all my saved searches on the Amazon app on my phone, and so just every once in a while when I think about it, I'll go through those searches, and I had Sabine in there, and just popped up for regular price with prime shipping, lucked out, and nice. typically when that happens... I'll think, okay, well, now they must be getting common. Because that's what happened with Deadpool, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, they must be getting common. I'm sure every time I go to a store now, I'm going to see one of these. But with Deadpool and Sabine, I still haven't seen them in stores since I bought them. No, I haven't seen those ever in a store. I haven't seen either one of them ever. So I, I, I do feel lucky there. Now, I didn't prep you guys for this question, uh, and I apologize for that. But 
this is the 40th anniversary of A New Hope. What is one thing you would like to see from whether it's the Black Series or whatever, or or even what you think would have been a cool thing for Hasbro to do this year to celebrate that? And I'll I'll throw mine out there. Uh, we we have not had any playsets in a long time. Vehicles are dying a slow, ugly death. Uh, not only in in my preferred you know three point seven five inch scale. Uh, but in you guys, <laughs> 12th scale, that certainly didn't go over too well. But in some form or another, I really wish Hasbro could have figured out a way to put out a Death Star playset. Uh, but, but not just because of the 40th anniversary, but Rogue One, the whole fucking thing was about the yeah. Death Star. I feel like there's a merchandising tie-in that could have been done. And my idea for for over a decade, and I, Ryan and Jay, I think we've even discussed this before, is to rather than doing a big playset, do a modular playset where each figure would include a piece. And since I first came up with this, this has been done with the Young Justice line, with Diamond Select's Ghostbuster line, but to sell figures that would come with, you know, a piece that eventually would build, you know, I'm not looking for something like Lego did, the full Death Star, but some kind of... uh yeah, Like a hallway in the trash compactor. Uh, yeah, yeah right. that's exactly what I was thinking. Just a, di- you know, just a nice little diorama. Something along the lines of Kenner's original Death Star playset, but just, you know, modernized a bit. But it didn't, ha- it, it wouldn't need to be any bigger. Just something that I could feel like, cool, I've got what is essentially the seminal de- some Star Wars playset. Right. That- I think to build a figure, uh, idea is the way to go because that way you can split it up over you know two waves three waves sure sure and you know like like the ghostbusters did over two waves and you know piece by piece and build build the the big diorama yeah or even just you know the the throne room from jedi just something i want something to put my star wars figures in beside the shelves i have them on but that would be i wish they could have figured out a way to do a death star of some kind uh uh, Josh, if if you just had if you had Hasbro's ear, what would your 40th anniversary suggestion have been? God, I mean, I don't know if I could come up with anything better than what you just came up with. Uh, doing some sort of playset um, and, and having it split up as a, as a build a thing would probably be the best way to go. I mean, I really don't. I mean, the the collectible packaging is probably. The easiest thing for them to do, so I, I, I can understand why. I, I don't know what else I would really want. I'll be honest with you, being put on the spot. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they haven't put anything out before. I mean, they put out literally everything from the, <laughs> from the movies, so it's hard to come up with something new. Well, and and you know, I will say this: I'm not poo pooing the packaging. I, I personally, I think this the the Black Series on the vintage packaging is brilliant. I think it's great. Uh, it's appealing to people who already have them and to people who don't. So I, you know, this is very cool, but I just, you know, I, and, and we've got a whole year left too. This is not everything that Hasbro is going to put out this year. Uh, Jay, is there anything specific that you think would have been cool? Um, no, nah, nothing I can think of, um, off the top of my head. Like you said, the, the, that would have been pretty awesome with the, uh, diorama. Um, and I mean, I can't think of anything they haven't put out right, in right. some form or the other, you know, over the years. What about you, Ryan? I just want a six-inch scale X-wing. 
<laughs> yeah, good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> I love my TIE Fighter. I know it didn't do well, but I just want the X-Wing. <laughs> I, I like the TIE Fighter a lot too. I, I'm glad I got it on clearance, but yeah, it's, I don't know what to do with it because it's, it's fucking huge. I think I, the X-Wing is still a possibility only because it's the necessary analog to the TIE Fighter. Uh, I, I feel like there's a retailer out there that will take that as an exclusive. It's just the price point. Uh, are you willing to pay 300 bucks for it? Am I willing or will I? <laughs> those are very important I'll uh, talk, try to talk myself out of it for about an hour, and then I'll whip that card right out. <laughs> that or just watch for Amazon for three months. And I, then, right, you know, right. See it go on 60% off. Well, but it would be – I mean if it happens, I can almost guarantee it will be a retailer exclusive. So it will be somebody like Entertainment Earth or somebody like that would say – we, we'll carry that because we believe the market is enough, but it's it's going to carry a hefty price tag because it's going to be such a more limited uh, release than that Tie Fighter was. Well, uh, the one thing that I want that I haven't gotten, and I understand their selection for these fourth anniversary figures, but where's my Ascension's Tarkin? I, I mean, why don't I yeah. have a Black Series Tarkin? Yeah, that's a little crazy. Well, shit, we don't, we still don't even have a good three and three quarter inch Tarkin because they did. Uh, the original one that came out with the, with the five points of articulation in the second launch of, I guess, Power of the Force 2. Uh, and then we've got, they did do a vintage collection Tarkin, or actually, I don't think, I don't think it was even vintage collection, but a more recent one, but he's got the shitty soft goods skirt that looks terrible. Mm. Uh, I do not own a good Tarkin. And that's ridiculous because he is the villain of a new hope. And especially with the the Rogue One connection, he would be great to have had out this year. Yeah, uh, that's baffling why they haven't. And and, and like, and, and I'll even go so far as to say, yes, Black Series at the very least uh, should have happened. Uh, and you know what? Like I said, we don't know everything. Perhaps it still could. Uh, what else, Star Wars wise? I know they they showed these centerpiece things, which I, I look Hasbro does some really cool stuff, but Hasbro also does some stuff that baffles the shit out of me. And the centerpieces and the 3.75 inch titanium figures. I don't know who these are for. I don't know who's going to buy these. I know people will, but I don't get it. You guys, I, do you guys get the centerpiece concept? I mean, I was initially excited because I was a big fan of their unleashed figures they did all those oh, years yeah. ago. I have a whole bunch of those. I think they look great. And I was expecting this to kind of like be that 2.0, but I don't think I'm paying $50 for these. Uh, they just. Well, apparently, apparently the concept of the centerpiece is you buy Darth Vader and he comes on this diorama base and then you put your Black Series figures in there with him? Yeah, that's what they did <laughs> and what they said. Yeah, I don't I don't get I it. I won't do it. Yeah. yeah, it's not for me. And then the 3.75-inch titanium figures, which are just unarticulated little statues – that are very similar to the PVC figures you can buy from the, the Disney store, except they're metal. Uh, and I, I don't get these either. I, I don't no. understand who those are marketed to. Like, I, I would think it would be cool to have, like, some special, like, super articulated with some nice display cases to put up like these, but not immovable metal. Right, not just static figures. 
Uh, and then they, they had, uh, Poe Dameron's, uh, replica helmet, which I thought looked pretty cool, uh, and, and some more role play stuff. Uh, you know, I, they're going to do more for the 40th anniversary of Star Wars than Paramount did for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's something. If, if you're a fan of both, uh, you, you will by default feel better about the year that Star Wars is going to have. Uh, before we move on, do you guys have any more Star Wars stuff to talk about? No, I'm I think good. I covered it. All right. Before we move on to Transformers, uh, let's take a quick break and hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hello, citizens of geek culture. Do you like Doctor Who? Of course you do. Who doesn't like Doctor Who? But if you're like me and you think, what, 13 episodes a year? That's not enough Doctor Who for me. Well, we've got good news for you. Here at the Oncoming Storm podcast, we cover all Doctor Who spinoff media. And if you're asking, what is Doctor Who spinoff media? Well, that is everything Doctor Who that you won't find on television. For the last 20-some-odd years, Doctor Who has been going strong in books, comics, and audio plays. Here at the Oncoming Storm, myself, Josh Wilson, join with my co-hosts Ashley Rayburn, Rachel Stewart, and Jeff Hoyer each month where we get to talk about books, audios, and comics in the Doctor Who universe. So if you are jonesing for more Doctor Who than what you see on television, there's a whole world awaiting for you. Just join us at the Oncoming Storm podcast where each month we will bring you the best and brightest of Doctor Who in books, audios, and comics. You can find us at our website, www.theoncomingstorm.libson.com. Or be sure to look us up on Facebook. Just look for The Oncoming Storm Podcast. Like us there, and you can see the links to all of our new episodes there. And uh, we're in the home stretch now, and we're going to wrap everything up because I think I might have gone a little too heavy on the rum with this last beverage. So let's move on into something that all four of us have uh, some stake in to one degree or another, and that is Marvel Legends, which, holy shit, you guys. Yeah, remember a few years ago when we talked about this line winding down? <laughs> well, and, and, and even when it got relaunched in, I think it was 2012 when Hasbro – uh, relaunched it and were kind of tentative and then it started putting out more and then it kind of died a second death. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember exactly when it was, but, but it, a, a couple of years after Hasbro relaunched it, it kind of died again. It was terrible. Hasbro put out those really shitty figures for like, yeah, two years. And then they came back with that new packaging and it's yeah. been full steam since then. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, movie waves helped too that, you know, now that there's two, Marvel movies a year, you know, that's guaranteed two was movie it, waves. Was it the first Captain America wave that kicked it back off? Is that right? Or was it, it wasn't Winter Soldier. No, it was know. way before that. Yeah, yeah. So it was the first Captain America wave. When that first movie Captain America came out, um, and, and I think whatever was in that assortment, I can't remember right now, but yeah, since then, so basically for the past like six years at least, we we have been getting more and more Marvel Legends every year it seems like, and uh, this year once again, they've they've got me pretty good for some stuff because anytime you're selling me movie Guardians of the Galaxy figures, uh, I'm I'm buying. The only problem now is do how many Star Lords do we need really? <laughs> All right. 
Uh, let's start with the first thing that was shown, or the first thing that I saw, which was the second wave of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 figures. Uh, Mantis is the Build-A-Figure. This has been confirmed now because there was some uh, confusion about it at first. But, uh, Ryan, what what happened with that? Uh, according to them, they interviewed them about why Mantis is the Build-A-Figure, and they said that because she is 100% a new sculpt, that the only way she cost out was to make her the Build-A-Figure, which sucks. <laughs> well, yep. she's close enough to the comic version that I would probably get her. But I'm not buying everything else for it. And that's funny because you and I are split on this one because I'm, I'm only interested in the movie figures from this wave. And you're only interested in, well, you're only interested in Adam Warlock, apparently. Is that right? Everyone should be interested in Adam Warlock. He's <laughs> awesome. Come on. The whole Yeah, he cosmic- and Nebula and Mantis were the only ones I was really interested in. I don't need a second rocket or Star Lord or Gamora. Uh, I, the rocket is worth it to me because he comes with, uh, it's not Baby Groot. They, people keep calling it Baby Groot, but it's like Little Groot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I want that Little Groot. The, the rocket, the articulation is improved enough. I think he looks better, uh, enough better than the original that he's worth it. Uh, definitely want Nebula. Gamora, I want to see in person, but I, I like her different gear. Star-Lord, I don't need another Star-Lord. I, I, I don't. I just don't. Uh, Mantis is a must-have. Ex Nihilo? I don't even know who that is. This is the worst version of Death's Head I've ever seen. <sighs> and I don't really care about Adam Warlock. Where where are you Josh, where are you with this wave? Well it, it kills me. Why in the world, if you're going to make a Death's Head in a six inch scale, <laughs> yeah. why are you doing effing Death's Head two when you could be doing original Death's Head and I would buy that figure? I'd a heartbeat. I would I so want that. Think because this one can use more shared parts with other figures. Because if you did the original Death's Head, that would be a lot of original tooling. Uh, whereas this one, you know, you've got knees, thighs, hips, abdomen, uh, biceps that all can be used for other figures, even the feet. But the other Death's Head, that would, that would be a lot of new tooling, I think. Mm-hmm. That, that's my guess as to why. Yeah, that's the only reason I can think they would do it. And the choice to make X Nilio or however you say it, the <laughs> figure. I mean, he was in that last really long Avengers yeah. run. And he's, I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't like he was like a breakout character or anything. What, what is he? Did he used to be a nihilist and he's not anymore? What, what's no. that all about? He, he's do like, you have the next three yeah, hours? No, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Builders are. Never yeah. mind. We'll just call, we'll we'll just call him but, Big but Horny I, Gold. I really guy. like that series, and I will gladly buy him when he's on clearance at Target for five bucks. <laughs> That's the problem. You're going to buy all of them, right? Um, right. I was really surprised because before Toy Fair, I mean, probably a month ago, there was a leak where they leaked that Invisible Woman. They leaked, yeah, yeah. But also in that leak was a Groot. There was a Groot in a package that came with Groot, Baby Groot, and Toddler. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. And it looks legit. And he didn't show up anywhere. And had Toys R Us. He didn't, he didn't show up this uh, this weekend? No. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen the pictures of him. No, he did not. He was not shown anywhere. And you're right. It was it was, it was was a very legit looking picture. And, and we're talking about, you know, for the listeners, you're, you're talking to four fairly skeptical and well-versed toy collectors 
And I mean, I looked at that thing and my first thought was, well, that that's bullshit because I don't know where it's coming from. But then I sat and looked at it and I was like, it looks legit. I don't see anything faked about that. Right. Well, and the fact that it leaked with what we now know are two legit figures. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, Sue and Johnny, one, I'm regardless of when they're coming out throughout the year, which I think Sue is supposed to be hitting like any day now. See, people are already finding her. Yeah. So if you're Hasbro, you don't want to show one member of the Fantastic Four. Because people are going to look at that and be like, why the fuck am I just going to buy one of them? You want to show at least two so people have faith that eventually they're going to get all four. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. And, you know, Groot could be coming later in the year when that second wave of Guardians comes out. Because they're not coming out till the fall. Right. So, you know, they may just be saving him for Comic-Con or something. Like, yeah. uh, you know, he, he could be coming later on. Right. I, I'm, I, I, I could buy that. Yeah, and the other big one of that Guardians release is the two-pack, the Star-Lord and the Ego. Yes, which is the first look we've gotten at Kurt Russell as Ego uh, looking nothing like a living planet. No. I, I better get a damn planet with a face <laughs> but, looking, <laughs> but looking very much like Kurt Russell. Like, yeah, I will never not buy a Kurt Russell figure. Yes, so. absolutely. And, and the funny thing is, like, I, I saw a couple of complaints like, this is a spoiler – Motherfucker, have you seen Kurt Russell lately? If <laughs> Kurt Russell with a beard and long hair surprised you in any way, that's his uh, last like three movies. Yeah, you're right, exactly. So, well, and I like James Gunn has commented on it because they, you know, people are upset because Ego has been, you know, we know what he looks like now, and they've revealed that he's Star Wars dad, and people are pissed. And James Gunn came out and said, "Look, this isn't even close to the big reveal." Right? He's like, "That's I am purposely putting this out." Yeah, that's not the point of the movie. That's yeah. just a thing in the movie. So yeah, that's uh, and I'm that's uh, even though I again I don't need another Star Lord because the first one they did was great, but there's no way I'm not buying that two pack. Yep, I've I've already got it pre ordered from Entertainment Earth. Who it's not exclusive to them, but they will be receiving it and shipping it before anyone else. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, moving on past Guardians of the Galaxy, which, uh, you know, it's exciting stuff. It's cool. Uh, real quick, uh, they're doing 12 inch versions of Thor, Deadpool and Hulk, Hulk. which, well, let me say sixth scale, not 12 inch because Hulk is much larger. Uh, it shocks me because like me, I'm sure you guys have all seen the current ones on clearance everywhere. Like you could buy Iron Man for 15 bucks over the holidays from Amazon. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really surprised they're continuing with these 12-inch ones. And actually, they showed a symbiote Spider-Man as well. I don't know who's buying these. <laughs> but, I mean, if they maybe they had these sculpted already, and so they're just going to push them out. But Yeah, I, for 50 bucks, uh, no. Yeah, no. my old Marvel Legend versions of the 12-inch are much better anyway. Uh, how much were those? Do you remember how much those were? They were, the 20, they were $20. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah. and I remember spending twenty dollars. Me and like, whew, these are pricey. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. I still have that Iron Man. My uh, my oldest still you know uh, still has that and passed it down to my youngest now. But it's still hanging around, still holding up. I've still got the Captain America, and it's you know it's got your your typical wonky articulation, but it's a it's a great looking figure. And I tell you what, the plastic on it is much better than anything you buy nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so just going down the line, and, and for the listeners, if, if you've come back after the break, we are you, know, you can play along at home on toyark.com. Uh, 
we've got the Netflix Marvel figures. These are kind of out of order here, but since Jessica Jones is next in line, we'll go ahead and talk about the Netflix wave. Uh, Jessica Jones, uh, Daredevil from the second season, Punisher, and oh, where is it? Electra. Electra. Which uh, I, I'm totally down with Jessica Jones. I think it looks solid, and her costume from the show was jeans and a jacket, so whatever. I think the likeness is good. Uh, Daredevil looks fantastic. Yeah. Punisher, this Punisher looks like it makes John Bernthal look like a Steve Niles drawing. It's uh, uh, Steve Niles. Um, help me Dylan, out. Dylan, what are you looking for? Steve Dylan. Steve Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. Steve Dillon uh, drawing. Uh, just fantastic. I love this figure. I think it looks great. Uh, Electra, one of the worst superhero interpretation costumes in the history of the business. How'd you guys feel about Electra's costume in the show? I didn't like it at all, but no. <laughs> I think yeah. they're going to evolve it. I have a feeling we're going to see something different in Defenders. But, but to put out a figure of a chick in jeans and a shirt with a, a cowboy <laughs> like <laughs> neckerchief thing. <laughs> Come on. Right. I mean, at least it's somewhat screen accurate. You know, it is what the it is, show, it is. so it's you know, it's in line with everything else. It's not my favorite version of the character I, by I would, any means. But I would much rather have Kingpin or Luke Cage. Right, right. Where's the Luke Cage? Why is she taking Luke Cage's spot in this? Well, I'm sure he's coming. Well, and the thing is, there are two figures from that wave that have not been identified yet, and the build a figure, but they have confirmed the build a figure is not Kingpin or and show related. And Oh, it's not show-related either? Yeah, it's comic book-related, I think. That's bonkers. And then the two figures, I think, are not show-related. So it means it's not Luke and uh, Danny, which would have been the obvious choices. Yeah. I'm sure they're slated for the next wave. Sure, sure. And, and you know, you do, as you said earlier with the Star Wars stuff, you got to spread it out. Uh, but I, I love, like I said, Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of where my Marvel Legends money goes now. Uh, more than than comic stuff, so these are all buys for me. Even Electra, uh, just just because. Yeah, I guess um, I'll have to see what the build a figure is, but yeah, the at least three of these for sure, uh, a no brainer buy for me. And and I'm actually rewatching Jessica Jones right now, and it's better the second time through because now I like now I don't have expectations other than the Purple Man being the villain through the whole thing. Uh, and it's actually the pacing is a lot better than I remembered it being. Now that I know the story arc, I can enjoy it a little more instead of waiting for different things to happen. Uh, moving on, tons and tons of Spider-Man. And the first thing that I want to mention is the Ultimate Iron Man armor from the movie two-pack because I love the ultimate Iron Man suit and the fact that they're bringing that look into the Marvel Cinematic Universe delights me to no end. Uh, what do you guys think of that? That It's a two-pack with Iron Man and Spider-Man mm-hmm. that's coming out uh, for Homecoming, but it's the Spider-Man basic suit prior to when he gets the, the new wing suit from Stark and it looks like they fixed the problem with the joints. That was the reason I did not buy the three pack from Civil War. 
they specifically mentioned that. Oh, did the, they? Yeah, they brought it up that they're fixing the peg issues they've been having. Good, because with, I, I I will not buy a figure that has fucking blue pegs in the middle of a red costume. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And I, I love that Iron Man. Uh, how do you guys feel about more Iron Mans, though? Uh, I think I've got my fill. I mean, I've yeah. got a ridiculous amount at this point. So uh, if, if if I can, I'll pass on any future Iron Man unless I just have to buy it for a Build-A-Figure. Now, Jay, are you are you still actively collecting the MCU stuff? I am, yeah. I am, okay. I'm doing kind of a, a mix because there's so many um, out right now. I've... It, it's against my nature, but I've, I've gone from a completist to more of a uh, cherry picking here and there. So you have to, you have to. And, and the problem, you know, I, one thing I finally realized is not everyone has been collecting this line since 2001. So there's 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 people out there, shockingly as it may be, that may not have gotten figures, you know, that I've gotten two and three and four of, and this is the first time they're getting their shot at, at this certain character. Um, so uh, you know, I, I've definitely. Uh, pick, picked and choose, um, but I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the, the movie stuff, and so I'll, I'll, I've got all the Avengers, and you know we'll definitely uh, uh, get those versions. But I'm still cherry picking the comic book versions as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to, especially with the way that they get marked down on Amazon. Like, if you've got kind of a feel that a character may not be super popular, you can wait it out and get it for ten bucks or less on Amazon most of the time. Yeah, come on, cosmic spiting. Josh, what are, what are you collecting now? Are you are you how deep are you into Marvel Legends? I'm I'm picking and choosing. Um, I just I go for the more off the wall type of ones because again, I don't need another Iron Man or another Spider Man, but I do need a, a Captain Cosmic. That's for sure. So yeah, I'm uh, stoked about that. I can't wait for that one. Okay, yeah. wait. Explain this to me. So uh, the character, yes. Well, Captain Cosmic is this like in, intergalactic cosmic force that goes from place to place in the universe whenever there is some great need and it, it bestows somebody with these powers to stop the, the evil deed from happening and then it moves on to somewhere else in the universe. Is this the, the cosmic Spider-Man or yes, whatever? Yes, cosmic Spider-Man. So okay, at one okay. point in time, that back during the Acts of Vengeance, Spider-Man like got hit by some sort of rays or something and he was supposed to have gotten the Captain Cosmic Powers. But oh, so this isn't, got, a, this isn't a Spider-Verse thing. No. No, no, no. This is back in the 90s. Okay, this is like okay. a two or three issue run from the Amazing Spider-Man back, like he said, during the Acts of Vengeance uh, thing. So it's awesome that they're making this character that literally showed up for an issue or two back in the 90s. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm down with yeah. that. So that so that kind of stuff is what I, I'm getting out of, of these. So yeah, it'll be that, and uh, I might potentially pick up the uh, Moonlight from that series because I have a, a. I really wish they had gone for the um, uh, business suit look for yeah. the Moonlight. That would have been great. That's what I was hoping for too. That Ellis business suit. But yeah, that old Moonlight needs an update. Yeah. It's- um, that, that beetle looked really good. Um, the Tombstone looked both looked really good. And his classic uh, Spider-Man villains. Okay, the beetle looks phenomenal. I totally agree with you on that one. Tombstone. All right, we got a Tombstone head with Chameleon, didn't we? Yeah, and that's kind of the version I like better because it's more of a suit. Now, now that I'm looking at him, now he's got like the uh, open shirt. It's kind of weird. Well, and the we problem got- is the shirt is painted on. I, I just I don't think this Tombstone looks good at all. 
we got a hammerhead head with hammerhead. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. But with okay. the smaller body, so it looked weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing of that wave is there's no. It's not a build a figure. It's build a wings. So you, I guess you buy the vulture figure, and then the build a figure pieces are this giant wing set. Well, here's the weird thing about. Okay, I found one picture, and here's the problem: is Hasbro are kind of assholes in that they call different scales of figures by the same name. Mm-hmm. So when you see Star Wars Black Series, now granted at this point you know it's a six-inch figure because they could give a fuck about 3.75-inch <laughs> figures. But with Marvel Legends, you really have to look at the articulation and the sculpt and everything else to figure out which scale the figure is. And I saw a picture of a vulture that looked very much like this the homecoming Marvel Legends six inch vulture, but it had a much smaller profile set of wings on it. And I wondered if maybe the vulture figure came with like shitty little wings. But if you wanted the good wings, you had to buy the build a wing set or whatever. But I just, this whole wing thing is really annoying me. Yeah. And I've stared at that picture. I can't figure out how it breaks into five pieces. Well, they're going to be weird five small little pieces that are not worth it if. And, and this, this wave feels almost like a throwback to the old Toy Biz movie lines because you've got like three Spider-Mans in it. Mm-hmm. And then, what is it? Spider-Man, Moon Knight, Tombstone, Beetle. Is that it? That's it, yeah. The two Spider-Man, Moon Knight, Vulture. Oh, and Vulture. Vulture's the last one. Yeah. And and see, all I want is a good Spider-Man, which it looks like I'm getting from that Spider-Man Iron Man set, and then Vulture. And if Vulture has, like, some shitty little wings that he just comes with, I'll deal with those and not buy the rest of these figures. Because I, I don't – I like that beetle, but I just don't need – for $20, I don't need a beetle. I don't need a tombstone. Uh, I don't – Moon Knight, not one of my guys. Uh, th- so this one's a uh, – it's one of those things that – I get why they mix the movie figures and the comic figures, but at the same time, it annoys the shit out of me. Because I, I would buy, if it was all MCU, I'd buy the whole wave and be fine with it. You know, I, I would rather have an MCU Jonah Jameson than that tombstone. I'd rather have an MCU random bystander <laughs> than that tombstone. <laughs> uh, but anyway, more, more to talk about than just Spider-Man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, jumped ahead to Netflix, so we've already covered that. What they don't have, and then the other big things they had was many, many two packs and box sets. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. so the first we got, it's going to be a classic Cyclops and Dark Phoenix, which that classic Cyclops needed a huge update. Yeah, so, that old one's pretty rough looking, so this yeah. new one's much better. Dark Phoenix looks good. Um, the next is a Mary Jane and Spider-Man box set. Um, the Mary Jane looks pretty good, um, and that Spider-Man's a good classic, just regular Spider-Man, which I was glad to see. Uh, what are the other two packs? There's one more two pack. I can't remember what the other two pack is. Oh, Vulture. But then, it was, uh, comic book. Oh, that's okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. And explain that to me because the Spider-Man in the two pack looks like Ultimate Spider-Man or like the cartoon spectacular Spider-Man even. 
What is that vulture though? Because I don't think that is that ultimate vulture. I'm not sure. I don't know I'm what not, vulture that is. It's like a weird mix between regular comic vulture and ultimate vulture. So I think they just kind of threw that together. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and it's cool. They look good. Whatever. Yeah. And then the biggest thing, and probably one of the most exciting things I saw at Toy Fair, was the A Force box. Yes, straight. Yes, that's going to be awesome. Straight to clearance. I'm calling it right now. Uh, I hope so because and, I want the set, but don't want to pay for it because I need that Bloodstone and the uh, Captain Marvel figure for my uh, bulging uh, next wave set. See, I want. But we know the Captain is never getting made. You <laughs> <laughs> got to at some point. All I want is uh, I want Bloodstone Sith. And I, I would give her, I wouldn't pay 20 bucks for her by herself, but I would take, uh, female Loki just as part of a set. But I don't care about any of the rest of them. Now, what is, what's up with Squirrel Girl? I oh, see. I'm stoked for those. What is, what's up with Squirrel Girl though? Are they doing Squirrel Girl? Cause I didn't see any pictures, but I saw well, references that she would be part of the set. What people are thinking now. Is I guess there was a big rumor going around that Squirrel Girl was part of that set and that somebody has seen her or something. But Hasbro's and, official picture of that set yeah, did she, not include her. She is not in that set. And so what the thought is now is that she may be the San Diego exclusive or some oh, part I of it. I feel like God, that would dicks. make people very angry. <laughs> yeah, that would probably upsetting. will. So we'll see. I hope that's not the way they do it, but knowing Hasbro, probably so. But that's and I want a, a note to our listeners: if you are one of the shrieking masses that shit on Hasbro online for years because of Ray and because of Black Widow, you had better get up off of your tender little asses. And go to Toys R Us and go to Target and go to Walmart and buy all of these female figures that they're making this year. Because at Toy Fair, I have never seen such a representation of female characters as we have seen this year. And it's because you guys were heard. You guys made an impact and Hasbro has taken what you said seriously, and they are putting out a whole fucking box set of nothing but females. They're putting out a, a wave of Guardians of the Galaxy with three females in it. Unheard of. You guys better go buy this stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Well, and on that note, the last thing we saw from Marvel Legends was they teased that Jane Foster Thor is coming out, which yeah. I'm assuming is going to be a Thor wave when the movie comes out. Yeah, there's supposed to be a Thor Ragnarok wave. Yeah. And, and there have been uh, supposed lists of SKUs have been leaked with a unworthy yep. Thor, uh, Jane Foster Thor. And actually, that's not it because they're doing uh, one last thing. They showed uh, a Mary Jane and Spider-Man 2-pack, which is Spider-Man... Yep. I think the Spider-Man in the two-pack is the one from the current Amazing Spider-Man comic. Yes, with the light-up symbol. I'm not interested in. And that Mary Jane, uh, not great. I didn't love it. Yeah, it, I hate we've waited this long for Mary Jane, and that's who we got. Yeah, her her face is really harsh. She doesn't look... She doesn't look happy. It's very no, she, she I, You know what I think would have been a better call? And granted, uh, I bet we see it next year. If they had done a Renew Your Vows box set, 
Yeah, that would make an excellent San Diego exclusive. I, I, I think so. And, and it, well, I don't even know if it would be San Diego because I think it would be very popular. I, I, that might be a good Toys R Us set. Yeah. Um, cause I, I think people would go bonkers for that one. But, you know, a, as we've talked about before on the show, production time on these toys is 12 to 18 months. So renew your vows hasn't even been out long enough to get toys, you know, at this point. Uh, any more Marvel Legends? Uh, thoughts from you guys uh, it's it's a lot it was a lot mm. this year and it's most of it's good and this is just the stuff to get us to san diego i know i know right this is as i was telling my son because we were all we were looking at all the toy fair stuff earlier this is essentially only the stuff that's coming out through like june you know we've got the whole rest of the year they didn't show anything uh from ragnarok like we said uh, you know, we've, we've got the biggest, the biggest toy selling portion of the year is at the end of the year. And we didn't see anything from that. Yeah. And you gotta expect there's gonna be a second Spider-Man wave. They'll oh, do, for sure. Yeah. So. If, if there's anything Hasbro knows, it's that Spider-Man is money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep pumping them out. <laughs> Alright, so we were supposed to come back with Transformers, but unfortunately our pal Jay uh, has the day job like we all have and has some obligations in the morning. Is there any final thoughts from Toy Fair? Any last little things you want to mention before you drop out of this thing, Jay? Uh, no, it was a solid year, I thought. Um, I think uh, you had mentioned earlier there wasn't anything that really jumped out as uh, uh, kind of blew your mind. But uh, all in all, I thought it was uh, a very solid year and a lot of stuff to look forward to. A lot, a lot, of, uh, a lot of financial plans to make. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, cool. Jay, uh, uh, oh, before go ahead, Jay goes, I'd like him to be part of a very special segment. Uh-oh. Right. Hold on. Cue the music. Let's see if it'll work. Oh, oh, oh. Wait. Can you hear it? There's our sad music. It's oh, time no. for the Maddie in memoriam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. It, it was our first toy fair without Maddie Collector. <laughs> And it felt no good. Announcements. It, it was kind of sad. You know, Maddie always put on a show, gave us like teasers. I, no, they always blew the reveal because someone hacked their website like two <laughs> days early. And by hacked, I just meant they typed in MaddieCollector.com, uh, Toy Fair reveals, and then it was there on the website. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. And look, yes, Maddie was always a big part of Toy Fair. It was always exciting to see what they were going to do. But having subscribed to two of their lines and suffered through their bullshit for years and, and for admittedly very good toy lines, uh, I did not shed a tear at them not being there this year. As a matter of fact, I, I believe I would like to drink a 40 and piss on their grave. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I love my Masters of the Universe classics. Uh, uh, to a slightly lesser degree, I enjoy my DC, whatever their collector club was called. Uh, but fuck Maddie, fuck their shitty practices, uh, fuck their bait and switch schemes. I'm glad they're fucking gone. <laughs> I'll miss 
them giving us hours of things to bitch about. And I hope that they build a memorial to them in Sparks, Nevada, where all their toys <laughs> went for some apparent reason. Yes. And it's uh, got to have the white screen of death as the uh, decoration on it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It will have that fucking message with that that annoying shit-eating mascot that they had. Oh, oh good night. boy. Good night, sweet prince. Good, good night. night, asshole. <laughs> All right. So on that note, uh, Jay, before you go, where can we find you online? Put your stuff over. Sure. Uh, uh, as always, belligerentmonkey.com uh, is my website. And from there, you can find all the links to, to Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff, Etsy, all that fun stuff. So right now I'm in uh, recovery mode, uh, trying to gear up, get ready for uh, uh, spring. Uh, Inman Park's the next big one here in a couple months. So got a little bit of a lull, but uh, just finished a couple new things and moving on to the next thing. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. And uh, for the listeners, the show is not over, but uh, the monkey has got to go. Later, man. Later, guys. It was fun. All right, Josh. It is your time to step into the spotlight to bring us into the world of the Cybertronian battle. What is happening in the world of Transformers, my friend? Well, it is a movie year, which means that all the half of the good stuff we might have gotten is all going to be taken up by, uh, by all the resources. Confusing toys. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Michael Bay has come. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it'll be a little bit of a down year for Transformers, but um, yeah. So they have all the new movie stuff, and we get to see what the new Megatron looks like, which actually is probably. One of the most interesting designs to come out of the movies. So now, have you you've seen it? Yes, I saw it right before we got on, like literally minutes before we started recording, and didn't really have a chance to examine it. So it was kind of just a picture from the shoulders up, uh, and it kind of just looked like a bulkier Bayformer. But yeah, uh, tell us about this thing. Well, he is uh, very much a bulky, I guess, jet plane is what he is going to be. But um, he looks at least not quite as – a lot of the problem with, I think, a lot of the, the, the Bayformers are is they make them overly like, – all the little metal bits and pieces and like the whole, like living metal type of things. And he doesn't – I mean, he's got a little bit of that, but uh, if you look at his – his design, at least underneath his head, it looks not quite like a traditional transformer, but more of it. So in that, at least he is halfway interesting to me, um, just because it looks like they're maybe moving away from some of that greeble stuff that they like to do with those movie uh, lines. Lots but, and lots of wires and gears. Yeah. But, I mean, he's very reminiscent of the original Megatron, uh, kind of mixed with um, the little bit of what they did in the last movie with the Galvatron. So uh, he's got some neat little features on him. Uh, I'll give him that much. That, that's pretty much the most interesting I can say about any of the movie figures. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening outside of the movies, though? All right. Well, their, their big thing is each year they've been doing a giant figure um, for Transformers. And the one for this year is going to be Trypticon, which is we, we've had a couple of Autobot bases. And, and this year is uh, the Decepticon base, which is Trypticon. Who uh, back in the day was a, he's kind of like a motorized uh, trans 
Tyrannosaurus Rex type of Transformer thing. Uh, this one will not be motorized, but he can eat your little minifigure Transformer heads. Um, which, uh, one of his big things is, uh, of course they're doing the headmasters and they're getting in with that. Cause that and, was last year's big thing was headmasters. Yes. And they're, they're, that's still going on. Yes. Uh, they're continuing with that. And uh, like I said, the, uh, his big action feature feature is he can eat those little headmasters and they go down to different parts inside of his stomach and then you can pull them out from his stomach, which it's just pretty neat. So he's like a, basically a big giant Godzilla transformer who turns into a little city. And this is like the biggest Decepticon ever, right? Yes, this is the biggest. I mean, like I said, he's, he'll be the same size as the uh, like Fortress Maximus from last year and the uh, Metroplex from the year before. Um, so, I mean, they're continually doing those out. So I imagine they'll have a special edition version of them available at uh, San Diego that they have done with the previous uh, two large Transformers. And uh, so that, that's that's their big thing. I, well, uh, and I saw a picture of this, and like it, it's it's impressive. Like it is a large, very cool looking robot dinosaur, and he what is, he transforms into a city and into like a spaceship or something. Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, most of it is his big giant uh, dinosaur mode, and then he kind of lays down and folds out for a, a city or a, a spaceship. Well, but I mean, that's kind of, you know, with the bigger ones. Yeah, that's kind of what they've always done. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's a spaceship and a city. He was, um, you know, a city back in the day. It was a city that transformed into the dinosaur, and then they kind of made this little ship mode, which they've kind of done. Actually, I will give them this. The ship mode on this one looks more like a ship than the ship modes they've done for the other two. Now, we'll, is this, uh, if if you're, as a Transformers guy, uh is is this solid? Like, is this something you would have picked? Yeah, I mean, it, it was the next logical choice for what they had done. Um, they did the the Fortress Maximus last year, and this was the next big one. So now they've gotten all of the big giant city transformers from back in the day. They've all got modern versions now. Nice, nice. So they're so, a step of head. They're a step of head of the, of the Star Wars line, which yes. can't still cannot claim that they have reproduced all the original vintage figures. Yes, yes, indeed. So, <laughs> what else least, is coming? Well, uh, I mean, they are continuing with, like I said, the, the whole headmasters. Um, they're going to be doing uh, two exclusive sets. One which is for uh, Toys R Us, of course. And I think the other one might be for like Entertainment Earth. I believe is probably who's going to have it. And they're going to uh, feature some exclusive figures in there. Uh, one of them, uh, which will include the Power Master Optimus Prime figure. Oh, nice. Which, which is something that uh, people have been clamoring for because the Japanese did a version of it. Um, well, they, America did a version last year that did not have all the extra stuff for the big giant Power Master Optimus Prime from because, back day. Because that's how things work. Right, so then Japan did it, and so everybody went and imported it from Japan, and now Hasbro is doing it in the special box set with better and more paint apps than the Japanese version. So, of course, that's making everybody upset over having to have paid to import it, and now they've got this new version that's even better. Let me ask you this real quick, because I, I've got a couple of the Masterpiece uh, Transformers, and I I bought the original Masterpiece Prime the American release, 
and after I bought it, found out that the Japanese release was a little better. The smokestacks weren't blunted. Right. Uh, there are a couple of little differences. Are there with the within the masterpiece releases? Are there still those differences between the Japanese releases and the American releases? Like, are, are you? Uh, or when you buy the American release now, are you getting not necessarily the same product, but at least a comparable product? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, the, the smokestacks, of course, were one of those child safety issues. Uh, yeah, I as, know. Uh, but other than that, most of the other because lots American of people releases, are spending one hundred and twenty-five bucks for a toy for their kid. Right, right. But no, I mean, they're pretty much um, direct translations uh, from the Japanese versions. And in fact, the American ones a lot of times are better because they will come with more stuff, like the Soundwave came with all of his tapes, which yeah, the yeah. Japanese version didn't. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about the masterpiece is that they were, of course, were the exclusives that uh, Hasbro used to do, and th- they've been completely silent on it this year. They, oh, they, really? They're, 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 they're not bringing over at least nothing that they've announced so far. Any of the most recent masterpieces um, – like instead, they're doing these exclusive box sets of five figures instead. Well, they did because uh, Takara released a Shockwave. Yes, but I don't. We ha- have we seen an American release? No, we have not seen an American release. And see, the, that's the one. If if they do that, I'm buying that. But yeah. it's a gun, so. Ugh. Right. I mean, they have not done an American uh, masterpiece since the Bumblebee, which came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, there have not been any announcements. Uh, I was expecting to maybe see something here and, and there wasn't. Have they done usually... even the, cause, uh, they did Thrust, they did Ramjet. Those haven't even seen American release, have they? I mean, no, not really. Not of the, none of the Coneheads have not seen any American okay. releases. The ones that have the Coneheads and instead of just the normal, like, Starscream looking ones. Right, right. They released like a gajillion Starscream variants. Oh, but, you're uh, not kidding me. I, cause even I, have noticed like they did the the star scream with the crown and the cape. They did a clear one. They did a like all kinds of yeah. So that that is a glaring admission from this year. They they have announced a what they're calling a masterpiece movie Bumblebee, which doesn't look like. I mean, it's not something that's come from Takara. So it's something that's all from Hasbro using the, the masterpiece name yeah, right, that doesn't look. Right. Like it looks like nothing like a masterpiece Transformer has been, and it's the uh, movie Bumblebee. Um, looks very plasticky to me. So mm, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But I mean, otherwise than that, they're they're keeping on uh, with all the normal ones. That their big figure uh, is going to be there's a, a new leader class Overlord, which is a Japanese uh, figure that's a pretty big deal. Has who has become very popular in the comic series that IDW does. Oh, so nice. Everybody's pretty excited about that. He's going to be a, a big leader class figure who actually is, is made up of two separate Transformers that kind of combine together. So uh, he, he's the big one for this line. Other than that, uh, they've uh, got a whole bunch of other all new headmasters, um, a new version of uh, their like breakout character of the uh, 20-teens, which is Windblade, the uh, female Japanese-looking Transformer. So there's a new version of her as a headmaster are coming out. Um, my personal favorites are, if you remember back in the day, the old jump starters, uh, the little uh, transformers that you had a little uh, rubber band engine you'd pull back and they would uh, jump forward and then leap and then transform into a oh, robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, those are two of my favorites as a kid, and now they're being brought back as headmasters in that the next uh, year's worth of figures. So, so if headmasters done a little bit better, because I feel like Combiner Wars only lasted like uh, one cycle. Yeah, Whereas I feel I like mean, headmasters, like we talked about them last year, and they're still going this year. Yeah, uh, I mean they kind of front loaded the Combiner Wars, I think. And then quickly when they, when that was excess, they moved over to headmaster. I think it probably, a lot of people complained because in order to make money back on the tooling for those combiners, they had to release them like multiples, just right, basically right, right. tools and recolored. And so basically combiner wars was a year of the same five figures being released in like five different waves. Well, and also when you're talking about a gestalt, like there are only so many options there. Whereas with headmasters, I feel like there's more you can do with that because you've got you've you've got many different heads to work with, many different bodies to work with. But with a gestalt, you've got one big body and four little body, like little right. ones, and there's only so much you can do with that. Whereas headmasters, you can you've kind of got a broader spectrum to work with. Exactly, and they have been releasing just like new heads that you can stick on your on the, right, the figures. Right. So there's lots of mix and matching going on. So that's probably a little better. And then because they're doing that, instead of having to you know do the gestalts, a more variety of uh, molds available yeah. uh, throughout yeah, the yeah. waves. So. So how are you feeling about Transformers right now? Like, uh, as a collector, are you happy with what Hasbro's doing? Or do you have ideas that they're not, you know, that, that you think would be good for them to utilize? Uh, well, for the most part, everything is, is looking good. Uh, they're continuing on. Um, again, not as extensive of announcements as I would like because, you know, half that money is going over to the movie. Sure, sure. Uh, so I, I would have liked a little bit more. But what are you going to do when it's a movie year? They're, they got to put out those movie toys. Right. But I mean, yeah, otherwise yeah. than that, I, I love the headmasters. I'm loving the variety that they're doing. They, they put a lot of focus on doing versions from the Transformers movie from 1985. So we've got, you know, new versions of Hot Rod and Cup and Blur and all those, uh, uh, figures from that, uh, movie updated in the headmasters. And, uh, they're all looking pretty good. So no complaints really. Cool, cool. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I did, you know, I kind of kept an eye on what's going on with Transformers because as much as I'm not collecting them now, they're definitely something, you know, one of the, like I said earlier, one of those nostalgia buttons, you know? Yep. And, and, and if I see a masterpiece shockwave, uh, you know, for domestic release for, for less than $150. Yes. Uh, I will pick I... that guy up. I would love to have more masterpieces, and it's just sometimes it's hard to uh, get those imported. Those costs are just too high. Uh, yeah. So I always look forward to see what would be uh, coming out each year from Toy Fair, and they've let me down this year. So, Well, and Toys R Us is really good about carrying these, too, because I've seen pretty much everything they've released domestically at Toys R Us, because that, yep. that Bumblebee uh, I, I've seen recently sitting on the shelf. So, you know, let, let's get it going, Hasbro. Come on. Yep. All right, it is time now to move on and very briefly to talk about Diamond Select Toys. Uh, not much this year. The biggest thing that they had to offer, and that's not, you know, I don't want to dismiss, uh, dismiss DST because I love them. I love the stuff that they do, but there just wasn't a whole lot that captured my attention. Uh, for me, the biggest thing was probably their Ghostbusters. Uh, they had a, a beautiful Vigo 
to display in front of what appears to be a new diorama because they, they have, by the end of the year, they will have completed the rooftop diorama and with the uh, following wave, we'll start a new diorama that appears to be the front of the firehouse, which is very cool. Uh, they had basically a completed Vigo, and then Janos, they had just like this little cardboard. Did you guys see the Janos cutout? It's like a little paper doll. Yeah, well, and that's <laughs> that. it was like seriously like my son drew a picture of Janos, and they cut it out and stuck it on there. Uh, but it's Vigo, yes, Vigo, <laughs> yes. Um, but as much you know, I bought the first releases of the Ghostbusters Select series. I wish them all the luck in the world. But like I said earlier, they just weren't quite perfect enough for me. There, there were some missteps. Uh, so I sold them. <laughs> But I, you know, I hope that people love these. I hope they continue on, and I'm glad that that somebody is releasing uh, the Ghostbusters figures, and they're continuing on with them. I'm glad they're doing well. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Diamond Select is killing it with this stuff. Uh, I'm very happy to see that they're re-releasing the June planning dolls because back when those first came out, I was working at Hot Topic, and I was very uh, big. In previews, like that was what I was ordering. Uh, at the time, I was shopping at a local comic store or comic chain called Titan Comics, and I ordered a ton of those June planning uh, dolls for myself and for my girlfriend at the time, and they're great stuff, and I'm glad to see Diamond is continuing those. They're really good. And then the Nightmare Before Christmas select figures, uh, also very nice. They showed some cool new stuff. I'm glad they're continuing that. And then finally, the Muppets Select. Let me ask you guys. I, If I had the shelf space and I had the money, I would be buying every single one of these Muppets Select releases. Have you guys been following this at all? I look at them in the store. I have the old – who put the Muppets out? Palisades. Yeah, I have a lot of the Palisades stuff still. So, I mean, those were pretty good. So I'm not looking to replace my Muppets, but – the Diamond Select stuff does look really good. Um, I haven't. Have they come out with Pepe yet? Have I not seen him? If they no, come out they with haven't. A, I don't think they've done a Pepe yet. If they do a good Pepe, I'll definitely grab that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I always look at it. I mean, that Swedish set, uh, set looks pretty good, right? Um, Holy shit, dude! The whole kit, like. I cannot believe the table and all of those pots and pans and all the kitchen stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of those things that man, I, I sure wish I had the space and the money because uh, it looks good. I just don't know if I'll ever get a chance to get around to it. I know, I know, and I've, but I do have to give Diamond props for this. They do their previews releases or online releases or whatever you can call them, deluxe releases. That whether it's Nightmare Before Christmas or Gotham or Muppets or whatever come with like a diorama piece or deluxe accessories or whatever the case, like the Swedish chef comes with his table and all the cooking where uh, Statler and Waldorf come with the pieces of their booth. Uh, but they also do market releases for Toys R Us. that are just the figures and they're like 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool that they recognize that you've got people who just want to have 
Muppets figures or Gotham figures or whatever. But also you have hardcore collectors who want to build dioramas and who want all the accessories and everything. I think that's one of the things that Diamond is really good about. So Diamond, uh, look, they had cool stuff at Toy Fair, but... This year, there wasn't anything that jumped out at me that made me really excited. They didn't show anything from Universal Monsters. Uh, you know, neat stuff, but but not anything to, to really sit here and talk about. Do you guys agree? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that means it is time to move on to the Eeyore of this year's Toy Fair. <laughs> it was like a sad, like the toy fair was over, and then they were in the back going, oh, "We're here, <laughs> yeah. come to our sad booth and look at our junk." And you know what? As much as much as I talked shit about Maddie earlier, I almost feel bad because Mattel is showing this year. As far as the stuff, and, and for the listeners, look, what we covered here today is the stuff that the four of us are interested in talking about or collecting. There was so much more to look at at Toy Fair. They're import toys. They're all kinds of other things. And if you go to Toy Arc, you'll see all this other stuff. But for the four of us, this is just the stuff we wanted to discuss. So there's so much more out there. But Mattel, Mattel was kind of like, here's our stuff. I know we showed some stuff eight months ago that's not out yet, but we're going to show it again. Here's a couple of new things. Thanks for noticing me. Holy shit, you guys. All right. Before we get to the stuff that that we actually might consider spending some money on, I do want to talk about Justice League action. Uh, for me personally, DC Animation has a long history of taking a minute to hook me. Uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, The Batman, Green Lantern, Young Justice, all of those shows took a minute before I really sort of got them and got into them. Justice League Action, we're, I think, 20 episodes in and I'm still not feeling it. Are you guys even watching this show? I have them all on my DVR and haven't watched a single one yet. Yeah, I'm actually in the same, <laughs> in the same boat. Ugh. And I hate it because DC overall, DC is, is my preferred universe, but I'm just not feeling Justice League action. And I'll tell you what, you guys, Mattel's toys, they look like fucking high end Happy Meal toys. <laughs> they look yeah. Bad. I mean, and that's kind of the problem for me. It's like, that's why I haven't gotten the incentive to watch it. The, the aesthetic and the animation looks, it's just, I don't know. It's just too simple for me. It's I mean, that, well, it, it's that flash animation. That, yeah. And, uh, it's not working for me. And, and I also am not crazy. The tone of it, um, I can deal with the seriousness of Justice League Unlimited. I can deal with the goofiness of Teen Titans Go because each of those is a separate end of the tone spectrum. But Justice League action is trying to be kind of in the middle and I'm not feeling it. It's trying to be serious action, but goofy at the same time. And, and it's, Man, that's, that's hard to pull off. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not working for me. And look with my history with DC animation, I'm not going to say that 
at some point I'm not going to be like, oh, I get it. I'm totally into this. But for right now, I, I'm not digging it. And the toys just look like cheap garbage to me. Ryan, yeah. are you are you on board? Are, are you on the same page there? Yeah. I just – I don't know what – I think it's the animation. It's And it's hard too when you have such other good quality stuff coming out. Yeah. And how they can do this where they're putting these movies out that for the most part are really damn good. Have you guys watched Justice League Dark yet? No. I just watched it the other night. Uh, it's another great one. And they utilize – uh, they don't go full bore with it, but one of the things I have always wanted to see committed to either film or serious animated feature, it's an issue of the Sandman comic. It's about Dr. Destiny, and he's in this diner, and he's using uh, part of the, the – I can't remember the stone, but he's making these people – like he's manipulating them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they touch on that in Justice League Dark, uh, and and I loved it. It's it's once again another kick ass DC animated feature that takes some of the most interesting elements of the things that it's using and just nails it. I loved it. Uh, so I yeah I totally recommend it to you guys. Go I I will go so far as to say go buy it. It's worth it. Uh, cause I, I, I will watch it again. Uh, and the features are very interesting to hear. I always love to me, it's worth buying those Blu-ray releases just to hear the creators talk about how they, how they came up with the ideas for this stuff, how they, how they took different elements of the DC universe and put them together and what they decided worked and what didn't. Uh, I, I love these releases and justice league dark is a great one. Uh, but excellent. It's it's not a toy. So let's move on to the DC multiverse line where a, a, a big solid portion of what Mattel showed is shit we already knew about that still hasn't come out. As, as Jay said earlier, stuff that they showed last year that he said he was going to have to spend money on, but that still hasn't come out yet. Where's the King Shark wave? Where's the Bat Mech suit wave? Like, what is going on with their release schedule, and are you guys even still buying this stuff? The farther it goes, the less likely I am to buy them. Like, at first, like, you know, when they showed that King Shark wave at San Diego last year, I was all in. And now I'm just like, man, maybe. It's crazy that it hasn't showed up yet. Yeah, and it's not like those other ones are selling either. No, they're not. They're warming pegs like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like a beaten wife. I just, <laughs> I know it's wrong, and I don't want to put up with it. And I will bitch and moan when it's not there. But once they come back in with the you know the roses and the gifts and the oh look, here's this uh, nice new wave you've been waiting a year and a half for. I'm like okay, <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> well, and here's here's the thing. Um, the King Shark wave, I'm not, I, I, the only thing I want is King Shark and, and maybe the Batgirl of Burnside because she'll probably actually fit on the DC collectibles motorcycle. Hmm. Uh, because I still haven't put up my review of that, but that DC, the DC icons, uh, Batgirl of Burnside, the figure's great. The motorcycle's great, but they're not in scale to each other. I don't know who fucked up where, but. 
excuse me, that motorcycle is scaled for Mattel figures. It's fucking huge and does not work with that figure at all. I don't know how that hit retail looking that way. So I, you know, I want a Mattel Batgirl of Burnside. Uh, I want King Shark, but I want him. Aren't they doing the regular head as opposed to the hammer head? Isn't that an option? Yeah, it's, you, it comes with both. You can flip it out. Yeah, I, I'm not interested in the new 52 King Shark. Yeah. Uh, and then the bat mech suit wave, uh, I'm, I'm not particularly interested in. I think the mech suit looks great, but if you want one, Go buy the DC Collectibles one. I don't know why you'd go yeah. through the heartache of fucking dealing with Mattel stuff. <laughs> for well, that. what's so funny is they are – it's taken so long for this stuff to come out that now those figures that were current at the time, you know, Duke <laughs> Thomas's costume. Right, the, right. Jordan, these are all wildly out of date. Now I want a current Duke Thomas. I want an all-star yeah. Duke Thomas, which what yeah. is he – me and my son were talking about this earlier, and I tried to look it up for him. What the heck is Duke called now? I want to say they've said it. Right I don't here. know that they have because I Googled it. I, I mean, I spent a few minutes searching for it, and I couldn't find it. I could find pictures of his black and yellow costume, which I think is very cool, but I could not find a code name. Mm. Well, it's funny is that figure is listed as Duke Thomas Robin, and a big point of the comics now is Duke Thomas is not Robin. Right. Like, right. it's a huge plot point. Well, but, but he, you know, for, for the War of the Robins, he was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for the time period, that was correct. Uh, and then one, okay, well, before we get to, we'll, we'll, we'll finish big and on a positive note for DC. But before we get to that, we have the Wonder Woman movie wave. You know what the people are clamoring for? A Steve Trevor movie figure. <laughs> I think you're right about that, my friend. <laughs> what? That wave is going to warm the pegs like it's nothing. The worst. Oh, all right. Look, look, I think that Aries. Aside from his skinny little legs, like Aries, get into the gym for leg day, bro. But I think that Aries looks awesome. It's a dancing skull. I, <laughs> I yeah, saw it. Yeah. Well, Chris Star. Chris Star. Uh, I think the Wonder Woman with the cloak is cool, but it's not a centerpiece figure. It's not like what you base a wave around because I, I look at that figure and I see that can't move at all because it's got a giant hood and a cloak. Uh, Queen Hippolyta is probably for me the best figure of that whole wave because it's something we haven't seen before. It looks really good. The likeness is good. It's a cool figure. But the rest of that wave, my gosh, you guys, that yeah. thing, if it even makes it to stores, you're right. It's going to be warming pegs even worse than what we're seeing now. Yeah. Ah, it's a terrible choice. <laughs> um, and then finally, to close out the show, We'll discuss something that is actually exciting and something that really might be a landmark in in Mattel's uh, 78-year history. And I just made that up. I don't know how the fuck long Mattel has been around as a company. Mattel is releasing a wave of DC Multiverse figures that the whole wave is solid and the Build-A-Figure is incredible. I- yeah. It's never going to come out, but you know. No, it's never going to come out. But this, this clay face is amazing. It looks exactly like the clay face that currently appears in Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I want it. I have to have it. 
Uh, and then we've got Batwing, which they're referring to as Batman all black suit, but it's Batwing from the comics. Yep. That looks yep. great. He's got like a metallic finish, or not a metallic finish, but that like sparkly metal, you know what I mean? Uh, finish on him. That looks great. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, that's part of the, uh, mech suit wave. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got off, uh, topic here. It's got a rebirth Superman, which, look, Mattel, I know it's going to take you like eight, nine more months to release these. Put some red boots on that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, I, I mean, that, that's the difference between the original rebirth Superman and the, the costume that they recently revealed in, in, uh, previews. He's got the red boots and he's got a yellow belt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Aesthetically, it's the same otherwise. So Mattel, let's update this thing. Yeah, they could do that very easily and keep it up to date because by the time this comes out, he'll have been out of that costume for almost a year. Uh, shit, by the time this comes out, he may have another costume. <laughs> this is true. But it looks phenomenal. I'm very excited. Yes. Um, again, I've got to get all the Superman costume variations for my collection. I've got them all lined up. And DC Collectibles isn't releasing this one outside, at least not announced outside the box set that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And this one looks better to me than the DC Collectibles one anyway. So I'll be very happy to get my hands on this. Yeah, he looks solid. I, I like him. Uh, and then Batwoman, who I think looks phenomenal. The, the heads, now, granted, we, unfortunately, we must, uh, be realistic and say that the final versions of these may not look as good as what we saw at Toy Fair. Because if you look at what we talked about last year and then what was eventually released, there are some big differences, sculpt, detail, and paint-wise. Uh, but for the time being, this Batwoman looks great. Uh, and Batwoman has not seen a lot of figures. Uh, as far as I know, the only release she's gotten is the DC Collectibles one years ago. Yep, that's it. And I've got that. And it's, uh, you know, for the time it was solid, but for, for modern standards of an action figure, it's not great. Uh, then Jessica Cruz, uh, Jessica Cruz Green Lantern, who I, I'm not reading her comic, but I'll buy any good Green Lantern that's actually a different character. And she comes with lantern effects. Yeah, and I like her lantern effects. They're different. Instead of just the normal weird constructs they've been throwing in. Yeah, I think she's a great looking figure. However, I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. So we have our shelves and shelves of Four Horsemen design DC Classics figures. Batwoman and Jessica Cruz have different hips and are going to stand out on your shelf as being differently, uh, aesthetically different. Did you guys notice that? Do you care about that? I didn't notice. Now that you're saying it, I'd see it, but... The thing with my DC shelves is there's like 500 of them up there. Yeah. So you're not going to notice unless you're up there looking real close. And right, right. nobody in my house cares about these things but me. Sure, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so Jessica Cruz looks really good. I like her. Uh, TV Martian Manhunter is one that I would not buy if I didn't need the Clayface part, but I don't mind buying because I think he looks good. Yeah, and I like he comes yeah. with the Mercy Plant. Yes, yes, just to have some Black Mercy is cool. And you can play, like, inappropriate relations with Miss Martian. And make it <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Two-Face, uh, this was one of the biggest shocks of Toy Fair is the fact that they've got an all-star Batman Two-Face coming out. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. 
and that's an arc that has just recently ended. Yeah, that on that long. Well, and the figure looks much more finished than you would expect because they had the the rebirth Batman that they had on display from last year's wave that they promoted didn't look as finished as this Two Face. Uh, he looks great. I, I love. Yes, it's another suit guy, but it looks good. And and I need. You know, I like my current classics Two Face, but I also wouldn't mind having a little more modern one. Yeah. And then finally, like we said, Clayface is just badass. He's huge. The sculpting is great. Uh, as shown now, he has two different variations for fist attachments because he's got, he has two fists, but he also has the Morning Star and the Giant Blade thing. We'll see if those make it to the final version, if the final version even comes out. Uh, but I mean, my gosh, that's a, that's a good, good figure. I'll tell you right now, if they offered that separately, I'd pay 50 bucks for that clay face. Yeah, I wish they would just offer him alone. <laughs> I'd buy him. Let's, let's remove the pain of collecting. Yeah. And just, uh, just let us buy Clayface. I'm onto your shenanigans, Mattel. <laughs> right. Yeah, seriously. Well, you know what? We may be onto him, but we've also been suckers for him for over a decade. So. Yep. All right. Well, guys, that is it. Do you have any final thoughts on Toy Fair 2017? I think, like you said in the beginning, I, there was a lot of stuff I saw I liked, but I really felt this year there was no big surprise wow factor Yeah, that I seem to have had in previous years. But maybe that's just being burned out on so many of these lines and haven't collected them so long. Well, and that's the thing I think, and I will mention really quick, uh, my biggest excitement over the past few months has been collecting all the new Mad Balls um, from Kid Robot, from Mondo, and from Just Play Toys. I have gotten a bigger thrill out of collecting those Mad Balls than, than anything else, and it's because it's something new and different. Uh, I have so many fucking action figures, and while I, I'm still excited to get new figures of characters I have never had, the only time I really feel like, oh, I'm glad I got this, is with the 112 figures now. Same. Uh, so, uh, you know... T- Give us something different. And, and that's part of it is 112 is so drastically different. Uh, and, and this will be the only time in the history of mankind that anybody ever compares Mad Balls to 112 collective action figures. But they give me very similar happiness because they're so different and they're so interesting when you get new stuff. Uh, so this was on the docket. So this is not a surprise question. Uh, Josh – which company had the best overall presentation, like the most stuff that made you go, oh, that's interesting? Not not necessarily that wowed you, but that you felt like, okay, they made an impact at Toy Fair. I mean, it's Mezco again. Uh, I mean, there's nothing is comparing to the 112 Collective at this point in time. Nothing gets me as excited as to see what figure they're going to be coming out with next and seeing how they do it. Um, I mean, it's I don't know. I guess as I, as I get older and uh, I'm, I'm done messing with uh, you know crappy paint ass apps and uh, poor uh, product. Um, uh, calling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just having something that's more expensive, I'd much rather buy one. 112 collective than like an entire wave of Mattel's figures. And, I, I uh, have often said that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
the, the new figures they're coming out with have got me excited. Um, yeah, love what Mezco's doing. What about you, Ryan? Oh, yeah, it's Mezco for all the same things we've been talking about the whole time. And I think, yeah, it comes down to it's just different and feels different. It has me excited about collecting something again. Whereas, you know, Marvel Legends, I love what they're putting out and Star Wars Black, I like what they're putting out, but you know, I have shelves with hundreds of them. Right. And so right. I look at them and go, all right, now you go on your X-Men shelf. Right. And then I forget about it. Whereas Mezco, you know, I'm still at that point where I'm pulling them down. I'm looking at them. I'm playing with them. So it's nice to have something like that again. I, uh, I am actually going to go in a different direction on this one and say that Super 7 was the one that I guess had me the most consistently interested with new things or or just – I'm very excited for what Super 7 is doing because they're – even though they've been designing toys for years, this year – they are establishing themselves. They have taken back their reaction brand. They have the muscle brand. They have all of these licenses that they're working with and they're really hitting some sweet nostalgia spots. And while Mezco's 112 stuff has me the most excited, Super 7 to me was the most interesting company to watch at Toy Fair because they just were they were providing new and different. Even though it's nostalgia and it's old stuff, the combination of their licenses with the old school figures and the muscle and whatever else, uh, I, I found really exciting and it made me happy to see somebody doing these things uh, that, that were for you know old men like me. I just liked seeing that. Uh, as far as the best single toy... I can't really say single toy because it's a two pack, yeah. but man, that, that Batman and Joker alien got that out of everything at the show. That was the one thing where I was like, I don't give a fuck how much it costs, whatever. As soon as I can pre-order it, I'm going to pre-order it instantly. No, no question whatsoever. That yeah. was the thing that I loved. Uh, Josh, do you, are you with yeah. me on that one? Well, I, I'm actually going to give it to the uh, Superman alien one because oh, it okay, caught me okay. completely by surprise. And like, I, I cannot believe how much I love that Superman figure out of, again, it's just a regular Superman figure that I've got probably a dozen of on my shelf. Uh, but this one might be the favorite version just because of that NECA quality that's, that's get going for it. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard not to want to give it to that Doctor Strange figure from uh, Mezco. On sure, sure. Uh, cause I, I'm so excited for that. It looks great, but the surprise factor of that Superman NECA and the, and the alien box, uh, I'm, I'm excited for that more than anything. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Best toy? Uh, I think I got a toss-up between that Doctor Strange figure just because it was done so well. And then probably that A-Force box set that Hasbro has done. Okay. Just because, like we said, it's getting me closer to having a full set of Next Wave figures, yeah. which I never would have thought. <laughs> and just the idea that you know, they're packaging you know, five female figures who everybody has wanted. Is it five or is it it's six, isn't it? It's six, yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Um, I think they all look great, so I'm really looking forward to that set. Cool. Very cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for sitting down and talking uh, once again exhaustively about Toy Fair. And for the listeners, if we didn't cover something that you're interested in, it's only because the four of us, you know, we talked about what we like, what we collect. Uh, there's so much more out there. Go to toyark.com to find out everything that happened at Toy Fair. Uh, Ryan, 
We can find you on sporadic episodes of the Needless Things podcast. Maybe one of these days, if you get uh, worked up enough, you'll, you'll give us another toy review. I enjoyed your Star Wars black stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping to get back to that. I was thinking about a way I want to do it where I may start doing like reviewing a whole wave of Marvel Legends at a time. So yeah, I have yeah. more to say. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be very cool. And uh, Josh, where can we find you online? Well, uh, at least for the time being, for a little bit longer, you, if you want to hear me talk about Doctor Who stuff, uh, you can check out my uh, podcast, The Oncoming Storm, at uh, com. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. It's been a blast talking about toys with you. Uh, I was looking forward to this episode uh, since the beginning of the year. And uh, once again, lots of fun. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, that was a heck of a lot of toy talk. I I feel like there, as we discussed, there wasn't as much exciting stuff, but I guess there was a whole heck of a lot to talk about. Well, just a lot that we had thoughts about. And you can't look at Mezco's 112 figures without discussing them a good bit. And uh, the Super 7 stuff also. I could do a whole podcast about what Super 7 had on display. And uh, I would love to if I could ever get in touch with any of their people. But I can't get in touch with anybody. Woe is me. All right, I can get in touch with you guys, though. And I can tell you to go to the big old Amazon square on needlessthingssite.com. Click on that thing. Buy some stuff. We get a kickback. Also, please go to supportphantom.com and see if there is a level of uh, contribution that you would feel is worth this weekly show that you get for free. Uh, And there are also bonus things for contributors on supportphantom.com, like the exclusive patron cast where I talk about behind-the-scenes stuff about what I do to maintain the Phantom Troublemaker brand, to work on needless things, and also special features like lost episodes and classic needless things articles that uh, need a little updating or, or maybe just need to be read aloud as a special podcast. All kinds of neat stuff over there. Uh, I keep track of it as best I can, but this podcast and needlessthingssite.com are a job unto themselves. So everything over there is just kind of a bonus treat that you can enjoy, that I do enjoy doing, because you know what? 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 I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.